Selfless Talk community, good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 29. Number 29, that's right, guys, of Ruthless. All right, almost 30. All right. Let's get this show on the road, shall we, Brian? Let's do this. So, Absolutely. lots to talk about. A lots to talk about. Again, we're shifting our focus from WWE for now. Um, there is parts of WWE that we'll talk about, but it's not involving Raw or SmackDown. We're going to get into SmackDown, of course, um, in the next couple of days. SmackDown is tonight. Mm-hmm. Today is Friday. Uh, not the normal day that we would do um, a review on this day, but tonight is SmackDown, and we will go over SmackDown uh sunday so make sure you guys stay tuned for that review but for today guys it's time to talk some aew dynamite and this uh this shit show uh pretty much is what you saw again from last night but we will go all over that you guys know how we do business by now we will talk over this segment by segment match by match but before we get into that brian um you guys know as well over the past few weeks i've been mentioning a lot about nxt and you know just a lot of good, good shit, right? Has been uh, has has been produced over there, and, and they deserve a lot of credit. It, it's a shame that the numbers don't show that. I don't know if, mm-hmm. if if it's just NXT is just kind of just a shell of what it once was. And I guess you can, that's kind of fair to say, right, Brian? But maybe sure. it's also the fact that you know, you know, we also mentioned this before. You know, we, how many times have we seen NXT talent getting brought up to the main roster, and they're just by maybe a year or two, they're either no longer with the company or they're just another Joe Schmo, you know? Right. At least, you know, when it comes, and and that's why, at least for me, Brian, like I said, I've always kind of fell out of love for NXT because if they're going to be treated like that over the main roster, then what the hell's the point of watching the show? But, yeah. but again, I, I always talk about giving shows a chance and like, okay, let me keep tuning in. Let me keep, you know, checking out the highlights, seeing who's there, who's superstars and all that stuff. And seeing what's going on. And and for the past number of weeks, they have done very, very well. And the first thing, of course, that we've talked about in previous weeks has been Gigi Dolan and JCJ. Now, there's a little bit of a little bit of things that they're the way they're doing business right now with that feud that I'm not really on board with. But we'll get to that. But the main thing I do want to talk about, Brian, and I'm going to get your thoughts because I did send you clips of the match, not the full match in length, but at least a few clips of the match. Um, and that's involving your NXT women's champion, Roxanne Perez. Um, guys, like I am truly impressed with this woman after her match freaking last night. And of course the post-match, um, the post-match segment, um, after the match, um, again, just a very physical match. She had her match with Miko Sakamura. I hope I'm pronouncing her name, right? (laughs) She's a veteran from overseas and she's a well-known in the professional wrestling industry. If you guys don't know her, you know, definitely go Google her, Google her and Google her matches. You won't be disappointed. I did the same thing. Um, and yeah, she put on a really tremendous match, um, in in this main event. It, It was, it was physical, the selling everything. And Roxanne took a beating in this match, Brian. I mean, she, everything that Sakamura threw at her. I mean, she took it like a champion and she was just, and like I said, she just, Sakamura just took all of the offense in this match and it was just physical. Mm -hmm. It was hard hitting. And again, guys, this woman's only 21. She's 21 years old, Brian. You sometimes forget that. That's right. Held her own and she ended up winning this match. 
Now, and I know what also people are t- are going to say to me when if they watch this match, but James, it ended in a roll-up. You don't like the roll-up finish, and trust me, I don't. I do not like the roll-up finish, but here's the thing. I always talk about things in professional wrestling having a place, right? And mm-hmm. this and but and this roll up, Brian, in the moment, I did not mind because if you go back and watch it, guys, it was the way Roxanne rolled up um Sakamura because and, and, and like she rolls her up, she counters, she counters one of her movesets, and then she kind of rolls up her legs, but then she takes her full body and leverages over her after that one count. So that's the realism of it. It's like you're dead tired. Right. They went to war for like 10 to 15 plus minutes. And, you know, Roxanne is doing everything she can. You know, she's leveraging her full body over the legs of Sakamura for that three count. And that's legit, guys. Like, that's a that's a realistic way to roll up somebody. I mean, Brian, how many times sure. have you seen a real, like, just a roll up that just doesn't, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, Ricochet rolling up Braun Strowman. Braun like, Strowman. On, like, let's put two. <laughs> it's like putting two and two together. It doesn't take a fucking and you know Wardlow I mean? or Samoa Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But it's the way that. Roxanne <laughs> is using her athleticism to roll up right. Sakamura in the moment, especially after the one count. You know, you know, there was the one count. She only has her legs all the way up for so for so much. And then it's like, okay, this is not gonna work. Let me really leverage my body on top of her, bring her legs legit over her head, and like make it realistic. Like make it like like a realistic roll up in the in the moment. You know, I think Bret Hart. Sure. And and many other matches, even back in the day, when they go to like through a fifteen plus minute war, the roll up is at the right place at the right time. But in today's world, you just see the roll up every freaking week, and it's within less than three to minutes. Like, dude, how are you getting rolled up? You're you're nowhere near dead tired, and you're getting rolled up within less than three minutes. Like, what fucking sense yeah. does that make? So, and then of course, post match, I mean, just a tremendous, uh, just it obviously, guys. Like, I, I hate to you know break the news to you it was it was obviously staged i mean this this was it was planned <laughs> this roxanne is completely fine she's she did not actually get carried off and, and you can tell guys because of how quick they leveraged onto roxanne onto the onto the ambulance sean michaels actually at one point freaking took the oxygen mask over freaking roxanne's face as she's getting carried off to the stage i'm like guys someone would be fucking fired at this point right so <laughs> he was playing double duty as an emt as well yeah yeah exactly like sean michaels <laughs> is playing double duty he's like oh do i take this sausage all right let me just put it over the face and like <laughs> right right you know what i'm saying so but but still um but still a tremendous i mean but you still felt it in the moment and obviously it wasn't perfect i'm not going to praise this for being like great like we say a lot of stuff about the bloodline and Sami Zayn and everyone involved in that storyline, but still really tremendous uh, segment. And you felt it. And obviously everyone in the, in the professional wrestling world, you know, cause I know that it's, it's, we, we try to f- always try to level between the two of what's kayfabe and what's realistic. Right. You know, you always get those yeah. marks in the community. Like, Oh, it's like, this isn't real. Right. Like that's, there's no way. And then they'll be like, you know, let, let me, let me check my phone just to make sure. Right. So yeah. <laughs> it, and it's just that it's that second doubt to be like, Oh, okay. There's no way this is actually real. But then you, you know, you second down, like, is it really, you know? So it's, it's those types of moments where, you know, I like that it's the realism of that. Like, wow. Like she sure. legit, like looks like that she is like in like she legit passed out and she's legit in under medical care. So uh, guys, again, if you haven't seen this match or seen the post match, I, I, I go in and recommend and watch it. So uh, before I get to Grayson Waller, 
um, and HBK because that that whole stuff is actually getting really intriguing as well. Brian, your your thoughts about Roxanne Perez as as your NXT Women's Champion? What do you think of her? What did you think of this match and the post match segment and everything in between? Yeah, um, you know, I obviously, well, I'm not obviously, but I don't know much about her just yet. Um, I watched some of the match. Um, yeah, it, it was a pretty good match, and you know, she she held her own in there. And yeah, you're right. You you forget that she's only 21 years old, man. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's she's got a long way to go, and you know, obviously, staying healthy is part of that. But uh, yeah, being being that good and that you know believable and and things of that nature at 21, yeah, I mean, she has a, a pretty bright future, I think. Um, yeah, as far as the the post match, you know, the the whole her collapsing and whatever. I just I don't know much uh, enough about the storyline in general and and where she's been or where she's coming from really to know <clears throat> kind of what's going on there. Um, so I'll re- reserve judgment for that. But I mean, yeah, uh, as enough. far as them pulling it off last night, I mean, yeah, there were you know a couple of little flubs there, but uh, you know, um, I don't know. I guess it's still. Uh, <laughs> Again, you know, we want to talk about flubs, and we've mentioned it here. And there's even a couple here in, in the AEW show we'll get into that. Uh, when I, I guess I'll, flubs, Brian. When is there right? Really so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know and saying? and I'll, I'll take the I'll take the NXT flub. Um, it, it just at least it's uh, not as often and not as not quite as noticeable as uh, over in AEW, which is which is sad to say. But uh, yeah, so I mean, all in all, it was a good little segment. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. I'm just not, like I said, I just don't know too much about her and her story just yet. So, yeah, no, and that's definitely fair to say because, again, you know, this woman's only 21 years old. Yeah, right. The fact that she's getting this limelight and she's a champion uh, speaks volumes. Um, sure. It really does. And of course, if you guys know her as Rock C from, uh, from ROH, you know, you guys know. Um, and like I said, I've done research about her and I've seen her work and I think that she has tremendous potential. Like I even say about now, I'm not saying, guys, she's at the level of like an Oscar right now or a oh, no. yeah. or in that level. Mm-hmm. But I always talk about people like Liv Morgan. You know, Liv Morgan is somebody that, you know, of course, is not at the level of most female talent today or <laughs> in, in the industry, but she has that potential to be special. And Roxanne Perez, the, at least from her performances as of late, there is tremendous potential. So I, yeah, have I can see that, that up for sure. her. And the fact that she's only 21 years old, you know, the only way, she, the only way she can go up, she can go now is just continuing to raise the bar at such a young yeah. age. So, so shout out to Roxanne Perez. She's doing a tremendous job and definitely it's going to be interesting to see, you know, after this post-match segment where this follows and what her stance is at uh, NXT stand and deliver. And that is going to be the pay-per-view uh, for WrestleMania weekend is stand and deliver. Um, so we'll and we'll obviously uh keep uh keep you guys posted of um stand and deliver and the whole match card and everything. So again, before we get into uh um uh, AEW, I do want to mention too, and this whole collapse thing. It also reminded me if you guys don't remember this, and again, this is why I do my research. This is why I do what I do here. Um, the same of course to Brian is that um you know we talked about this Brian before we got on the air here was about. Back in 1995, of course, Shawn Michaels, of course, being like the producer, creative of NXT now, at least most part mm-hmm. of it. Um, there was a moment in his career. I think it was, again, back in 1995, um, and he had a match with Owen Hart. And guys, he legit collapsed 
in the middle of the freaking ring. If you guys don't believe me, again, Google it, go check it out. It, it happened again. It was a match, but I don't remember the exact month. I know it was the year of 1995 and the match was against Owen Hart. Um, and yeah, he got, he legit collapsed in the ring and it was a serious, scary scene. And I, and, and I liked it. And I like the fact that Sean is taking, you know, we t- we saw the whole Gigi Dolan, JCJ, the whole barbershop window scene. Now they were trans- <laughs> translated that to the ding dong. Hello show weeks ago. And now Shawn Michaels is taking this and kind of doing the same thing for, sure. for Roxanne Perez. Now, of course, again, there was blunders. There were some flubs, but still, I didn't think that that those little things didn't overshadow what the moment felt at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was just something I just had to bring up. It was just had that same, maybe not the same type of feel, I'm sure, for, for people, because obviously back then it was a realistic thing. And this, of course, was right. obviously part of the show. This was part of the storyline or whatever. So, um, but yet again, shout out to Roxanne Perez. She's doing a tremendous job and uh, looking forward to seeing what she continues to do as NXT women's champion. Uh, The next few things about NXT um, of course is Grayson Waller and HBK and that whole thing going on. You know, there was a, I think his show is called Grayson Waller effect. I want to say to those Mm -hmm. lines Um, again, Grayson Waller, Brian, like he is tapping into this entire whatever this feud is between him and Sean is really tapping into another level um, in his, in his work. Um, I, I really think he's doing a tremendous yeah, job again, guys, if you haven't seen it, definitely like he's calling out Sean on, on social media, the backstage segments in gorilla position, you know, ever since he lost that NXT championship match against Braun breaker, I believe it was at vengeance day. He's just ta- to re he's really just tapped into another level of his character and and i really think that you know this is going to do wonders for him uh because of this type of this this type of storyline involving Shawn michaels you know in that segment with Shawn michaels last night he's kind of calling him uh you know he's like the only reason why you have a job is because your best friend had a heart attack and whatever he's like you are running nxt to the ground just a real again he doesn't stutter his lines He's always like on point on key. Just so mm-hmm. I got to give Grayson Waller that effect. And of course, or <laughs> no pun intended, but that props. Um, and then of course, guys, Johnny Gargano is going to be his opponent for stand and deliver. So I also have mixed feelings about that because again, I love the, I love, you know, Johnny Gargano in NXT. You feel it because again, Johnny Gargano in NXT is like freaking is just like Johnny Gargano plus times 10. Um, but it's mm-hmm. a shame that he's not getting that same feel in the main roster. We talked about it, Brian, on the on the Monday Night Raw review yep. this this past Tuesday. Like when he comes out on Monday Night Raw, it's like it's crickets. It is legit yeah. crickets. There's nothing special. But then you go back to when he returns to NXT, you feel the you feel a little bit of goosebumps. You you feel it in the moment, and it's like like how do you fuck up this guy's booking? And it's taking this dude now to go back. Now I understand. And I like the fact that Johnny Gargano, though, is involved in this because it makes sense because last time Johnny Gargano was involved in NXT was 15 months ago, and Grayson Waller took him out after what was pretty much his last takeover stand stand and deliver of NXT before mm-hmm. going to the main roster. So, And then, of course, JCJ, uh, uh, Gigi Dolan, Toxic Attraction, and everything else, just not on board with the way it's being rushed. And I spoke about this last week. I was not on board with this this whole match being rushed and and yes it was it was good for what it was but again Brian you know we talked about this too before we got on the air it just felt very rushed 
And now it's like, okay, now you're gotta have a rematch at mm-hmm. Stand and Deliver. To me, the story should have just kept playing on. And again, it was via a I want to say it was via a uh oh was it a roll-up? I mean, I gotta look back at the finish. But again, the the, the ending though was yeah, very, I can't remember. Like, <laughs> it was very it just abruptly end. Um mm-hmm. so just again, so but yeah, so that's but again, I'm not gonna let that totally overshadow it again that's it's it, i feel like it's botching a little bit ex- when it comes to toxic attraction gg dolan both women are doing tremendous i don't want to take anything away from them but in regards to the way the storyline's being booked i just think it's being botched and it's just i really hope that things kind of get back on track in regards to where the storyline's going but before we get into this aw dynamite review brian your thoughts about grayson waller how you feel about him i know again I, you're not that fully involved with NXT right now, but at least from the words, you know, at least, you know, taking my word for it and maybe doing, and I know you saw, you went to vengeance day and you saw, you've seen mm-hmm. Grayson Waller perform as, as well as people like GC, G, uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jade, you know, your thoughts about yeah. them and uh, where do you see them going? Do you see them becoming big stars on the main roster? Uh, I'll start with Toxic Attraction. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think, I mean, we, we got three weeks to WrestleMania. You could have, you know, stretched this out a little bit further, you know, to the stand and deliver event. Um, you know, yeah, it feels just kind of rushed. So they have this match where Gigi wins, and I would imagine they're going to have the rematch at stand and deliver. And I imagine JC will go over on that one. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. They're they're both doing good work. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think there might be a couple NXT stars here. You know, after you know, maybe that Raw after Mania or SmackDown, um, there's going to be a couple couple new NXT stars. I think that are going to debut on the the main roster. And yeah, we we've talked about that too as well. You know, I mean, we'll see where it goes because historically here lately, I mean, everything you know. Their entire character that they worked on and built and got over down in NXT, you know, they get called up to the main roster and, you know, completely, you know, change their name, change their look, change their gimmick, you know. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, Grayson Waller, uh, yeah, he really showed me something on the on the mic. Uh, I thought he was that that was pretty good um, on Tuesday. Um, yeah, I didn't see the the Gargano thing coming again a, a year ago. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that. Gargano had lost to Waller, you know, wasn't aware, but yeah, that makes sense. And, um, you know, I, I, he didn't really lose to him is that he, he pretty much just took him out. Like he made his, he made like his, Oh, gotcha. gotcha. To like NXT. And then he kind of took him out, kind of writing him all. And now he's kind of, again, I'd always talk about like things coming in full full circle. So sure. It sucks to see Johnny already, like he's on the main roster and he has to go back to NXT. And I can understand fans being like, why is he going back to NXT? Like he's on the main roster, like stop, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's all, it's like clearly they have nothing for him. And and I hear where yeah, they're coming the- from, but again, in regards to Grayson Waller, there's history and, th- and there's a story mm-hmm. that can be told. And, you know, 15 months ago, you know, you took me out and now here I am. I'd never forgot. And now here I am to beat your ass at stand and deliver. So in that aspect, I don't mind. So yeah, that was pretty much of how this storyline has taken place. So, but yeah. Yeah, and so and I so I'm kind of happy for Gargano in that in that aspect where I mean because he hasn't been given anything on the main roster he's no. kind of just been so you know if he goes back back there in a main storyline and and we know the guy can go you know on the mic and in the ring so eh, maybe it works out better in the long run for him 
Um, and I'm also glad that it's not HBK getting back in the ring against Waller because yeah. while I'm an HBK fan, and of course, you know, that music hits and, it, it you know, it, it takes me back to, you know, 95, 96, 97, you know, of course. But at the same time, dude's, you know, got to be closing it on 60, if not 60 already. I'm not sure how old he is. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, his – we don't need to see him in the ring. It, it's no. – <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I go back and forth. I guess it depends on the superstar kind of sometimes. Like, you know, does does Goldberg still – well, I, I don't like Goldberg as a wrestler, but he's, does he still look great and is he believable? Or, or Edge? Edge looks – freaking phenomenal he, he's still believable at, you know 50 some years old um i don't know i just i would prefer to leave hbk back in you know in prime hbk and not yeah I, I wouldn't have liked the match so i do like the route of bringing gargano back in here to have this match i, I think that was pretty good yeah and and i like and it's funny too um you know with hbk's his response actually was 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 better the fact of you know it's like you know, it's like uh, he he's face to face with Grayson. He's like, listen, you know, I've seen people come and go. They mention all these names about dream matches, right? To have a dream match, mm -hmm. he's like, and he pretty much tells Grayson, like, dude, like you're nothing, you're nothing special. You're just another generic wrestler in 2023 or something along those lines. He's like, right. listen, he's like, it's not going to be me. He's like, even though I would love to beat your ass at stand and deliver, there's somebody that just wants to beat you a hell of a lot more than I do. And that's when Johnny Gargano, of course, like I mentioned yeah. about Johnny and Grayson Waller's history. So that's why I don't mind this segment. And that's why sure. even if people were wanting to see uh, Shawn Michaels get back in the ring, it it made, again, it makes sense, guys. I talk about if you just make things make sense and it's simplistic, then I can get on board with it. And Brian, I'm sure you can get on board with it as well. So tremendous stuff with Grayson and mm -hmm. Johnny Gargano, as well as HPK. Roxanne Perez, she continues to kill it. It's going to be interesting to see. This whole leaving in an ambulance and now where her her lies or her where her road is is heading into stand and deliver, and of course you know Gigi Dolan and JC JCJ doing a tremendous job. But again, the match solid match. But again, Gigi gets a jobber entrance by the way, and the match just felt rushed. And if everything yeah. abruptly just ends and then G and Jay just lays a, a after the match type of beat down, and of course like oh it's not over. I'm like. It's like what instead of just having the match, guys, like just continue to tell the story. But again, what yeah, I know, but right, but again, overall, um, NXT is is doing is doing very very well. And guys, even though I know people, you know, they hear about NXT and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm better off doing other time with, with other, you know, spending other days of uh, of my time, you know, doing something else. But guys, trust me, I, I highly recommend. Uh, you guys check out NXT because you know I, mm -hmm. I even though the ratings don't show it, uh, they have they do put in like good they they do put in solid shows from time to time and and that deserves to yeah. be to be called out. So shout out to Roxanne Perez, shout out to Shawn Michaels, Grayson Waller, um, of course is Gigi and and Jace or Gigi Dolan and JC Jade as they continue to put in tremendous work and of course stand and deliver that is going to be WrestleMania weekend and we'll keep you guys posted of that whole road to that show when the time comes absolutely and now it is time to get into the shit show oh i'm sorry uh aw dynamite excuse me well hold on before um, we get into it i just got one more real quick thing so anybody out there in the ruthless talk community um if you see these shows on a and e they got two of them going on now uh, one of them is biography about a you know a single wrestler and the other one is you know some of the great feuds throughout the history 
I really recommend you to check out the one on China. Um, man, I watched it the other day and, and there were so many things that even, you know, I forgot about like moments or matches that she had in, in her time in, in wrestling. And, uh, you know, if you know anything about her, you know, her, her story didn't end well. And, you know, sometimes that's real life, you know, not, not everybody has a happy ending and, you know, for whatever reasons, but during her time and listen, any any female wrestler in any promotion right now, no matter how much screen time you're getting or how you're getting put over or or whatever, in, in today's wrestling industry, women in particular, like so, so much is owed to China and what she did to break, break through that glass ceiling. Um, I, I firmly believe that, I mean, you, you can go back and it's hard to compare generation to generation because each generation has their their groundbreaking moment, right? You could go back to Mae Young or Fabulous Moolah or whatever, but I believe that no single person for female wrestling has done more for that than China. Um, I mean, really, really. She was just I've never seen anything like her before or really after. I mean, you know, maybe you could argue somebody like a, a Beth Phoenix came close or something. Which, by the way, God, if, if we ever got to see that feud, holy shit, that would have been awesome. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I just want to, if anybody, you know, if you can check it out, man, um, you know, really a good story, you know, ends on a sad note, sure. But, man, she really left an a impact on the business. And, uh, yeah, that, that shouldn't be forgotten because every woman on the roster in WWE or AEW owes so much to her, man, just for, for breaking that wall down. So real, it was a good show. Yeah, well said, very well said, Brian. Yeah, and those are uh, the WWE. I believe it's called WWE Rivals, and also WWE Biography. Biography. Yeah, they, they really do a tremendous job. I've seen. I haven't seen the China one, but I have seen, um, you know, the the WWE Rivals, including John Cena and Edge. I do want to at least at some point check out John Cena and The Rock. Um, I've obviously seen, bio seen biographies of people. Um, like The Undertaker, people like mm -hmm. um, Shawn Michaels, you know, and, and and Mick Foley, and you know the list goes on. So they they do a do a tremendous job, and I'm sure China and her story is no different. So yeah, very well said, yeah. very nice. All right, now it is time to get into some AEW dynamites. This was the fallout <laughs> of AEW Revolution. Does this show deliver? We're about to find out. So AEW Dynamite. March 8th, 2023, live in Sacramento, California. Show starts off hour number one. <laughs> the All-Atlantic title, guys. Once again, I think this is like the third week in a row that Tony Khan just decides, oh, what what should I start the show off? Oh, the All-Atlantic Championship, because we never get, we hardly I, I, there, I don't even think there's even a storyline being involved. Let's just throw another title nope. match because why the fuck not? Um, so again, this involves Orange Cassidy because we don't see enough of Orange Cassidy on our AEW Dynamite television. Um, Orange Cassidy, he's facing Jay Lethal for the All-Atlantic Championship. Why? I don't know. Um, <laughs> match time was 15 minutes. There was a major... There was like a major like Mike or sound botch Brian, yes. at the start of the, did you catch that uh -huh. like, I think that's what i'm saying it just it's, it's bushling uh, shit man it's just some yeah. eggs like rookie league type of shit it's just yep. like you know and i understand like listen like like botches like stuff like that happens but it's just like it's just fitting just the way that 
AW is going right now. It's just you have yeah. a little miss of like it's just it's just funny, but at the same time, it's just sad. It's just like, come on, guys, like you're a freaking you're a global freaking professional wrestling company. Like, come on, man. It's just <laughs> yeah. I, again, I just yeah. I thought it was mainly funny though, more than anything else. It's just sure like, I didn't too. Just talking yeah. and legit the entire arena can hear them. It's just like the sound, it's just like, oh my lord. But yeah, it was not, <laughs> it was just not pretty. But so that happens. Um so yeah, again, listen, guys. I mean, do I need to talk about the match? Of course, the match is fine. It's Jay Lethal, and I like Jay Lethal a lot. I've 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 grown to like Jay Lethal. I mean, I've seen him times at TNA, and and, and of course, in, in here in AEW, um, and and I enjoy watching Jay Lethal perform. He's a tremendous performer. And Orange yeah. Cassidy, again, I've sp- I've said this about Orange Cassidy. Props to him. The fact that he can get over with him coming to the ring, looking looking like he's a he's a middle schooler and freaking uh, going to class <laughs> in junior high. The, the freaking props to him, bro. But yeah. uh, freaking Tony Schiavone, this was hilarious. He's just like, you're seeing two great pro wrestlers knowing how to wrestle. Oh, great. That like we don't see that enough every fucking Wednesday night. But thanks, Tony, for freaking clarifying that. I um, fucking hope so. They're professional wrestlers. Right, I, I hope at this hope point so. they're on TV. Show. I would hope that we would actually get freaking good wrestling. But, you know, but again, that's just all that this show freaking is nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But Orange Cassidy, he's selling a knee injury in this match. And he's, and again, I give him props. He's selling it well. So that's pretty much the whole. And again, I always talk about selling. So at least there's at least a little bit of selling that I can get behind in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Lethal, he puts the figure four um, onto Orange Cassidy as he continues to sell that knee injury. Lethal goes for the lethal injection and he kind of collapses on his shoulder. So he's also selling kind of a shoulder injury that he has. So when he goes for that mm-hmm. lethal ejection, when he's on, uh, he's pretty much on his on his on his hands up on the top rope. He kind of collapsed on, onto that shoulder, and that a little bit of time uh, is able for Orange Cassidy to uh, to capitalize as he hits the Orange Punch and wins this match and retains the All Atlantic Championship. Uh, Post match, freaking um, Jeff Jarrett, freaking comes out. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, well before that. Jay Lethal, he's he's like throwing a temper tantrum. They have this fucking I I don't know what Jay Lethal has in his hand, Brian. It's like some some globe like gold. Oh, it's the Golden Globe. Or, yeah, yeah. Like mm. okay, um, and he's just throwing a normal <laughs> like temper tantrum at the ramp, and that distraction. Uh, Jeff Jarrett attacks Orange Cassidy from behind, and he takes this guitar and he hits it over the head over or, or hits it over Orange Cassidy's knee. And that's when the best friends come out for the save. I, I love there's like a trend, like every time like uh, people try to make a save, it's like these people are already like they've already gotten the shit kicked out of them. And it's just like, like, mm. dude, like, where the fuck were you before? I just got my knee freaking freaking just blasted over with a freaking guitar. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, so the best friends come out, both Trent and, uh, and and whatever, whoever the fuck his name is. Guys, that's how irrelevant freaking best. Friends uh, are. Chuck know. Taylor. Chuck Taylor. Yes. Think, thank you, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they come out for the save, but it's so late. And then Jeff Jarrett, um, he's up on the stage um, or back. Oh, so not on the stage, but in the crowd escaping and retreating. And that pretty much leads to another match. Another All-Atlantic title match, guys, next week. Now it's between us. It's, it's not Jeff Jay Jarrett Lethal now. It's fucking Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. I, I mean, good Lord. I mean, it, it's like it's it's. It's again, this show, the way this show starts off, Brian, it's like a Clorox wipe. You know, 99% of the time, we're going to get an all Atlantic title match now. It's just, it's, it's, it's like, it's, <laughs> right. it's just like, you know, it's, it's like waking up 
and going to work and it's like going to fall asleep and you do it over and over again. That's this freaking show. You just know it's mm-hmm. going to happen. It's just like, okay, here we go. We're going to get an all Atlantic title match that has, I don't think there's ever been a freaking story involved in this title. We just throw this title to have a title match. And it's just like, wh- what's the point of having this title match guys, you can have all the fucking title matches you want. It doesn't matter. Like nobody's going to care. Nobody. Right. Again, I can go to a local bingo hall right now, Brian, and go whatever kind of title the bingo hall freaking uh, they they have over there in their freaking company. If they want to have a title match, go right ahead. But here's the thing. I'm not going to remember it. It's going to be in the moment. It's going to be cool. Maybe I'll freaking take some cool freaking videos and shit and whatnot. But is anyone going to really truly care months to years from now from this? The answer is no. It's yeah. just like enough with starting off the night with a match like enough i'm so <laughs> sick of it and and it's orange cassidy of all people like uh, and that's no shade to orange cassidy but out of everybody everybody that you have in on your freaking roster it's i don't know if it, tony khan just loves orange juice or some shit he has a something with oranges but fucking a man it's just like enough with orange cassidy and enough with this all atlantic title starting off the show like enough Brian, your thoughts on this match? Yeah, like you said, I mean, two she had two good wrestlers in there, so I mean, yeah, it was an okay match. Um, a couple high points. Uh, look, I love a, a good DDT. Uh, that's just probably one of my favorite moves yeah. in wrestling all time. And and yeah. Cassidy great gave a, a great one to Lethal. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 Lethal returned it. He had a, another spot in there where it was an awesome uh, cutter uh, he put on on Cassidy. So yeah, good match. Um, I feel the same way about Jay Lethal. Like I, I really do like Lethal. I think AEW's kind of fumbled the ball with him too, to where he's, you know, just there's nothing to get invested with him really. Um, no. And like you were mentioning with storylines, and and we have both as well. Like I believe, like at some point in, in commentary, Shivani had mentioned something like, "This is the third meeting between Lethal and Cassidy." I couldn't tell you the first two because. It's this irrelevant. <laughs> right. Like, completely the, irrelevant. Like, who cares? Because there's was, no thought and effort put into it. It's like, oh, right. is there, okay. If there's a rubber match, why are you wasting it in the middle of dynamite? Why mm-hmm. not make it special, Tony Khan? But no, because let's just, here's the thing. because we have nothing for them. Exactly. Yeah, continue. It's we like they're, they're booking. That's what he does is, is so, okay. If this is our third match, so they've had two other matches, Probably just thrown in at some random, you know, dynamite or rampage, you know, one or the other, just one night, one match, no storyline in between. And we never hear from again until months later where it's like, oh, they've wrestled twice. (laughs) Who the fuck cares? Like nothing, you know? So yeah, it's just kind of, it's kind of weird. It just, it's. I don't know. It, it, we'll go, you know, as we get into the show, I see him making attempts to do storylines, um, which they absolutely need to. But, you know, as of now, the past few months, number of months, like their storylines, you know, as we mentioned, outside of MJF and, and Danielson, like they got like a two week shelf life, like, and then, and then you're going on to the next thing. And there's, it's just, it's so random and it's just like a just spin the wheel of wrestlers and pick two out and put them in a match one week and then next week they'll fight somebody else. So yeah, I mean I wish I had something better for Lethal because I think he's you know, he's a good storyteller, a good wrestler, a good professional wrestler. Oh my god. Um, 
it's just not getting too much. And then, yeah, this match leading into Jarrett next week, I don't care. Um, yeah, <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I assume Cassidy's going to win that because, God, if, why have Jarrett? I don't know. Who, who the fuck knows, honestly? But, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. good match. I like both competitors. Just complete lack of story and, and intrigue in any way. And, and I do, again, you mentioned they're selling, both of them. I think did a fantastic job too. Um, uh, Cassidy with the knee and and um, Lethal with the elbow or shoulder or wh- whichever one it was, but the shoulder, yeah, yeah. Like they again, you can see they they can put on a good match and tell a story, but it's <laughs> it's already done and over with. You're not going to see it. You know, maybe we'll, they'll fight again for the fourth time, like four months from now, in some random shit. Exactly. So. Yeah. Oh, does that? I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and here's the thing too. Uh, you see Jeff Jarrett, like Jeff Jarrett is in this show a lot. Um, and, and I have no problem with Jeff Jarrett, but like, I don't know. It's just, again, it's just, I, I, I just, I don't know with Jeff Jarrett. And I, I, I listen, I like Jeff Jarrett a lot. And I think that he has tremendous talent. I spoke about highly about Jeff Jarrett, that this is one of the best Jeff Jarrett's that we've seen in his career. But it's but just if this like, is the guy you're featuring heavily in your show, he- yeah, like, like heavily, yeah, heavily, right, right. man. It's just now he's right. getting this all Atlantic title match. It's just like, like let's pump the brakes here with absolutely with, with, yeah. with this. You know what I mean? But again, man, this this again, and then this is this isn't the last time. Of course, we'll hear from this all Atlantic title, and oh man, we're we'll get to that <laughs> as to with yeah. the, the announcements. The big announcement, Brian. God, another man. one. Another freaking announcement. It's like the boy who crawled cried wolf at this fucking point. But at least I, I or at least I didn't see. He didn't promote it so heavily on social media. Maybe he did. I just didn't see it. Oh no, because he knew the backlash okay. that he got. So I'm sure <laughs> yeah. like he didn't want to heavily promote. That's the thing about Tony Khan and social media. And it's 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 like it's like with ratings, right? He'll only talk about the ratings when they're over a million. But when they're not, you won't hear a peep from this yeah. guy. Yeah. So, trust me, it's 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 that it's it's he it's I've noticed that from months to weeks when when he doesn't get the numbers that he wants you don't mm-hmm. hear you don't hear from him. but when you get that million oh thank you guys so much for tuning <laughs> into dynamite right uh let's move on to this next segment so ricky starks his music hits and he hits the ring so uh he's talking about yeah, he's had a hell of a week after beating chris jericho um at aw revolution he talks about what's next for him and he's just not sure and all of a sudden, guys, Juice Robinson, that yeah, guys, J- Juice Robinson comes out and attacks him from behind and stands tall as Ricky Starks is is laid out where he stands, and that's pretty much the segment, guys. J- Juice Robinson, like, are, are you fucking kidding me, guys? Seriously, no, Ju- no, nope, he's not kidding. Juice freaking Robinson, like, I, what are we doing? Out of at least, so this is what you have for Ricky Stark. He we go from Chris Jericho, right? In Chris Jericho, he goes from to Juice Robinson. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And like, to, like what goes through Tony Khan's head when he goes through the show? He's going through it script by script, match by match, and says, "Yeah, this is a good idea." So we go from this from orange juice at the top of the show to 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 juice robinson something about <laughs> oranges and juice that tony conscious has a freaking obsession of i mean what 
Yeah, and Ricky Starks. I mean, we talk a lot of pe- Brian about people's booking. Ricky Starks is at the top of how much he has botched this fucking guy. Because oh my god, absolutely. Yep. I, I don't understand what makes this a good. And guys, no, like, you, I mean, just look at the crowd. They're like confused. They're either confused or they just don't give a shit. It's like, guys, ju- listen. That's no shade to Juice Robinson, guys. I know it's the the Bullet Club. Let's Juice Robinson. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. He he went from Chris Jericho to Juice Robinson. You're telling me that's an upgrade? Stop. What are we doing, right, man? Right. Like enough. You're you're telling me you're that invested to see Juice Robinson go up against Ricky Starks. Like, you know, in the words of Jade Cargill, cut the shit. Enough. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. Your thoughts with this whole this oh, same. Agreed, man. Like again, from going back months, right? When when you know that again, we'll we'll see this like two, three week run here of a wrestler when Starks had, you know, was in there with MJF and you know, kind of the week before, week after, fucking delivering, knocking it out of the park, man. And since then. You know the lackluster feud with Jericho, but yeah, agreed with you. You ju- he just beat Chris Jericho in twice. your fucking pay per view. He's twice, been twice. <laughs> right? Uh, and now here he is with Juice Robinson, guys. This is why on the bad and the ugly, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It should honestly, AEW freaking pay per view should just be called bad and the ugly because holy <laughs> uh, guys, I was legit jealous, yeah. honestly. Um, with with the show, I tried to find every single possible way. To try to see, to try to find ways that this show, because the guys, everyone wanted to blow smoke up my ass about this is the greatest pay per view everybody that the AEW's ever done. You hear that with every AEW fan. This is the greatest show. This was the greatest match. This was the greatest, your sister's ass. Like, oh my freaking God. I, I mean, guys, like, um, this, this is why at the start of the, sh- at the top of the show, why I gave it a bad Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks, because mm-hmm. I do not trust Tony Khan to give Ricky Starks the time of freaking day. And here we are. So Brian continue. Yeah. So uh, again, it, it just, it's as well, I'll use a term that uh, Tony Khan uses here later on. If this is your fucking level up for Ricky Starks then Jesus Christ, man, like what? And so, yeah, so the bullet club music hits, right. And, I've been seeing a little bit on on social media where like um, Omega and Don Callis are kind of like, you know, it's time to time to get uh, Omega back at the singles competition and make a run. So I was like, oh shit, is this Omega coming out or even fucking Jay White? You know, who has right. I mean, I love taking Jay Japan. White. I mean, Nellis, I don't exactly I don't think that's an upgrade to me, honestly, Brian. From Chris, no, no, no. I wouldn't see Jay right. White's I wouldn't say it's out. an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I but I Juice Robinson, yeah, White like what is, the fuck? I mean, I hear a lot about him. I don't know much about Jay White, but listen, if you want to put him into a um a feud with Ricky Starks and he officially becomes all elite and you want to put them right, right. Then that's totally fine. Cause I want to give Jay white a chance, but guys juice Robinson. Yeah. And I, I, I just, know. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, I just feel shitty for Starks. Cause I, yeah. Yeah. I think granted it was a small sample size, but I think, I, I think that's, you know, the, the carpet, so to speak was pulled out from under his feet. Um, but I think this guy has already shown that he's more talented than this in the ring on the mic, telling a story. And um, yeah, uh, from from a pay per view win, uh, you know, against Jericho to Juice Robinson. So okay, sure, we're gonna get a banger of a match, uh, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that word. That's uh, all I got to say, man. It's just that's it's disappointing. 
Yeah. And again, guys, this is the fallout to a pay-per-view and it could yeah. be more lackluster and just filled with a bunch of bullshit because that's what it was in a nutshell, in, in, in a nutshell. Moving on to our next segment. This was Ruby Soho. She hits the ring with an interview with Renee Paquette. Renee asks Ruby why she made the decision to side with Soraya and Tony Storm. She's and you know, she's like, listen, she's like, you know, this shouldn't come as a surprise to everybody. No, you all created this monster referencing the fans. You know, she says, you know, she talks about her first title match against Britt Baker and how she lost the fans, you know, the, that fans weren't thrilled that the fans kind of pretty much turned her back on her. Um, you know, she, and then, and then of course she also uh, mentioned a match with Chris Statlander on a rampage and how she got booed out of the building um, mm-hmm. in that match. And, and she actually did. Cause I was thinking, yeah, like, no, okay, yeah. She did, like, yeah. I don't know about being booed out of the building. I mean, I don't think fans really just gave a shit, but, I, but if you go back and, and, and listen to it, guys, this is why I do my research to make sure that stuff that they say is actually factually true in regards to telling a story. Yeah, it was true, guys. Like, it, like after the match, when she won, she gets on the mic. She's cutting a promo with Britt, you know, because Britt, you know, you guys know how, you know, AEW fans, you know, they're tremendously behind Britt. They like Britt Baker and then Ruby Soho. They booed her, guys. They legit booed mm-hmm. her. So in, in, that, in that aspect, I did not mind it at all. Um, and, 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 you know, trying to make, you know, there's a reason and explanation of why Ruby did what she did. Um, I find it weird that Soraya and Tony Storm weren't out there with her because aren't they supposed to be together? I, I don't know, but still the explanation, I like the explanation. She cuts a decent promo. I think her, mm-hmm. I think again, I, I say this about a lot of, you know, when people need like, a like a switch like people need uh-huh. to flip a switch to be a heel or a face to me ruby soho is just more comfortable in that just being an asshole type of <laughs> and, and she does it very well she, again you can tell she the does, difference yeah. mm-hmm. right they're they're comfortable Absolutely. being in their own skin and and ruby soho she did a tremendous job in, in this promo i give her credit it was very simple she went straight to the point of why she did what she did so I'm totally fine with that. And she she calls uh she calls the AW locker room a bunch of uh entitled rookies. You know, they call and they reference her, Soraya, and Tony Storm as like the outcasts of AEW that no they weren't accepted once they got into uh AEWs. And um, I guess you could say that there, you know, she talked about Tony Storm, you know, you know, they called her about being an interim champion when she won the the AEW women's champion about how Soraya, you know, no, you know, they the fans turned the back on turn her back on her once she came back um to AEW not too long ago. Um, you know, it's like but she says and I quote, you can't build a broken a broke foundation. You can only demolish and start new. And like I said, she calls the women in the back a bunch of entitled little shits. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and and referencing, of course, you know, aka also Sky Blue. And Sky Blue, she storms the ring, which is her opponent for this next match, which was Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue. Uh, match time was seven minutes. Match was okay. Um, I mean, it was, a, again, seven-minute match. I mean, against Sky. And listen, I like Sky Blue. I, she seems like a sweetheart. Guys, she's not ready. She's not ready. Like, she's, I, I mean, listen, and, this, and it was, and you could tell Ruby had to kind of slow down at times in this match for her. Um, you know, it's just, she's just not ready guys. She doesn't have the character. She doesn't have the, you can tell the confidence is not there. She's very like 
I, I don't know what it is with her, but she's not ready. But yet, let's put her on Dynamite. You know, let, let's put her on your main freaking show on TNT because mm-hmm. why not? You know, but we leave off freaking Eddie Kingston. We leave off freaking all of these other people. But it's Sky Blue that we won on the show. Give me a fucking break. Um, again, that's no shade to Sky Blue. She's a, she's a sweetheart. And she's great. But it's, guys, being realistic, she's just not ready, man. Um, and, and if you watch this match back over, you guys understand what I mean. Um, Soraya and Tony Storm, they hit the ring. They began to use st- spray paint. Soho wins this match via Destination Unknown for the win. So they come out. Again, the obsession with freaking spray paint, like we talked about for weeks. They're about to like spray paint on Sky Blue's chest or whatever. W- guys, Willow Nightingale makes the save. Yes, I'm going to repeat that. Willow Nightingale. If you guys don't know who that is, then uh, yeah, I don't blame you for not knowing who that is. because. But they expect you to know who it is. It's Willow Nightingale. She comes out to make the save. She's, I guess, part of being the untitled rookies in of the AEW locker room. Um, she oh, makes the, the save. homegrown to, AEW girls, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she makes the save, but to no avail. She just gets her ass whooped. It, it's weird, right? So... Soraya and Tony Storm, they clearly exit the ring, but Soho's left in the middle of the ring. Willow Nightingale, she clearly sees it, but yet she's talking, she's trying to talk some sense into Ruby, I guess. She has a Mm -hmm. big smile on her face. You know, she's like this, you know, it reminds me of like the, um, I don't know. I'm not saying it's like an exact comparison, but like to Bailey's hugger character. She's always very, you know what I'm saying? Which has potential, but again, like people, you expect us to know especially casual fans that watch dynamite television that's your main show who the fuck this woman is you know what i'm saying it's just like right. i just don't and she's hard and when she is on the show then she's off the show for the next freaking three weeks to a month <laughs> it's it, again uh-huh. guys it makes no but this is this is aw this is tony khan's booking in a nutshell yeah. and they yep. expect us to care it, it's crazy right you know what i mean so yeah ruby soho soraya and storm stand tall but yeah so they're talking in the middle of the ring. They Soraya and Tony Storm, they exit the ring. They clearly run behind her or go behind her to make the sneak attack. And that just makes Willow Nightingale look like a chump. Like you clearly don't see <laughs> the other two women just going <laughs> yeah. behind you. To ta- right. It's just so weird. Yeah. It just makes there, – there's your introduction. If For people who don't know Willow Nightingale, there it is. Like just freaking just getting attacked like a schmuck. Like the, you don't see the other two heels just – going behind your back about to attack you like again who comes up with this shit like Mm -hmm. seriously who i I really want to i really want to be involved of whoever is back there in a fucking boardroom saying that yeah have soraya and tony storm just exit the ring have ruby and willow face to face and they just attack from behind like willow doesn't even see them exiting the fucking ring Mm -hmm. oh my god it's like the booking of this company is just a freaking train wreck. But so, yeah, um, Brian, I'll send this off to you. Your thoughts about Soho's promo uh, and this match as a whole. Well, let me let me go back a couple segments because I want to make a, a like kind of a comparison here. But um, so before Soho's promo, there was a Hobbs promo and a Wardlow promo. Um, Hobbs, pro- I mean, it was it was shit. Um, not much to say there. And then the Wardlow yeah, promo. I- you know, I, I get they're they're telling a story that like his car just, was broken it, into. It's just his, pumping up his... the match for the TNT right. match. It's I, I don't really pay attention to it, but yeah, yeah, no, it's it's again Will Hobbs. You know, he had a he, he was you know, he had a place with freaking 
the uh with Taz, Team Taz, but no, let's break that shit up because you know, mm-hmm. because we had nothing for it, so let's just demolish it. And everybody now from Team Taz either just has no direction and no creative build long term. Just yeah, sad, but yeah, continue. So yeah, so with these two promos combined, like you know, you can see a- attempts at them trying to build a story. However, the exec- execution of it is shit, and then the story itself is kind of also shit. But this Soho promo, right? The Soho interview, man, I thought it was fucking excellent. I thought she did a great job, you know, promo wise. Um, again, it's just you know. So here you go. So she's she's laid out the story why she's joined Soraya, Soraya, and Storm. Again, I just don't trust Tony Khan and the booking as it's going to to build on this, right? Like, you know, it, I hope they do because I agree. I, I, I like Soho as a wrestler. I, I was really excited when she came over to AEW, and we've seen how that's turned out so far. Um, but this promo, man, I thought she did an excellent job. Um, <laughs> there, there was just one another funny line she had in there when she was, uh, I guess the crowd started doing her. <laughs> she called him uh, like something along the lines of you fat neck bearded mouth breathers. Yeah. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, she did good. She did really good. Yeah. And then, so in this match again, you know, you got her call or sky blue comes out given that she just had that promo. My only thing with the match is I, I think you should have made Soho look more dominant. Right. I mean, it, you know, I, I again we talk about the three minute matches or, or whatever, but in this case with Sky Blue, who's young, inexperienced, whatever, like Soho just cut this promo. Yeah, have her have her look more, you know, under five minutes, like and and yeah. be dominant. But it's kind of not I really how the match went. I would have taken Sky Blue off of TV because there's no need yeah. for her to be on this show. Put a freaking jobber in there in the state of California or in the in the city of Sacramento. Just do that. And yeah. showcase Ruby as now this 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 heel, this new character as a heel. Showcase that in a freaking. And if you want to do the spray paint on this jobber and make her look, that's totally fine because nobody on the on your roster, on your active roster, is taking losses. Like, let I'm, me say I'm, another thing about that too. So, like, like jobber so yeah, matches, faction... Tony. Tony, there's a thing <laughs> called jobber matches. It's needed. It's going to protect your fucking wrestlers. How about do one every now and then, for God's mm-hmm. sake? But yeah, keep going, Brian. So if, if this is going to be a faction with Soraya, Storm, and Soho, like, um, so Shivani on commentary, uh, he he referred to them as the outsiders, right? They're they're all coming out in green. They got the spray paint. I just think it's a little bit too, like, I, I hope they don't. They're going into like NWO DX territory here with just, you know, the outsiders, the green, the spray paint. Don't do that. Like, yeah, just don't. If they do that, I think it ruins them. If you're, if you're kind of building them and then making references and like kind of whatever, uh, I think that's going to be bad. Like, let them be their own thing, right? With like, don't, don't refer to them as the outsiders or, you know, you can lose the spray paint, you know. I, I don't know. I, I like them as a faction and what it could be. Um, if they drop some of the stuff, and then again, you know, I, I think Soho laid some great groundwork there as far as backstory and things of that nature. And now it's up to Tony Khan to to fucking continue it, man. Give them something, you know. But we'll see. 
Yeah, it's funny. Like Tony Storm, she also she made she was on an in- interview when she was released from WWE talking about. I don't know if you remember this segment, Brian. When it was a feud between her and Charlotte Flair, and she, guys, she lived, yeah. there was a feud where she legit gets a pie thrown in her face, like legit a pie <laughs> that's being thrown in her face, and she knew right then and there that uh, WWE is not for me. I need to get out of here. Well, Tony is 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 messing with spray paint. Like your ass getting spray painted weeks ago and just messing with spray paint. We talk about sports yeah. entertainment. Is that no better than the pie in the face, Tony? Like be like be real here. Because right. you're getting treated no better than you were with VKM over at WWE. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. Like, so yeah, it, it's just no, I definitely hear where you're where you're coming, Brian. If they were gonna do this with all three of these women, then why not do it right from the jump when they came into this business? Like, mm-hmm. especially with with Soraya, she comes as a face and in the snap of a finger, now she's just a heel, right? Right. It's like, you can tell, you know, we talk about wrestlers being turned heel and face in the snap of a finger because creative has nothing for them. Well, that's, you know, th- th- here's your example right there. Already Soraya is a heel and we, ex- in the snap of a finger, they don't make the, the heel turn meaningful, right? No. We talk, the turn with Jey Uso this past Monday against Sami Zayn, right? How he officially, you know, he laid his foot, he laid his, he, he put the line in the sand and now he's with the bloodline. And of course there's multiple ways you can go with that storyline, but it was meaningful. But it was a definitive, yeah, it was a definitive and moment. you remember uh, yeah. it. Right, Are you right. going to remember Soraya's heel turn? There was really no heel turn. She <laughs> really, turns uh-huh. heel just from the next show and you expect, oh, she's just a heel. Like, yeah. like Tony Khan. It's like it's like Tony Khan. It's like guys. Whenever you ever see like a robot, like when they're when, or like like technology when they overheat, and it's like <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's like abort. Oh, 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 I I don't have any more creative knowledge. It I am overheating. <laughs> like it's, right. that's that's Tony Khan's creativity in a nutshell. It's like as soon as he tries <laughs> to get more creative outside of a of a promo or a backstage segment. It's like his brain starts to overheat. Like, I don't have anything else to book. I don't know what to do. Great match. Great. Like, oh my God, man. I know that sounds corny and cheesy, but guys, it's the truth. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just it's it's just a mess. So, but yeah, t- Tony Storm, she goes from a pie in the face to now just messing with spray paint. Tony, is that any better? Like, is that any better? Just 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 asking for a friend. So uh, up next was a backstage segment with uh, Hangman Adam Page. He is officially done with Moxley, with John Moxley. Is he, and though? <laughs> keep that in mind, guys. Keep that in mind as we get into the second hour. Just thought I'd throw that out there, guys. He is done, guys. Keep that in mind. Remember this. He is done with John Moxley. It's done. They had their fourth match, Texas Death. It's done, right? You can't go anymore. You can't really up the ante of a Texas Death. Right, it's it should right. be done, right? John Hangman's done. It's over with. You know, just keep that in mind. That's all I'm going to say. FTR then is up next. They hit the ring as their music hits. So good to see FTR. They get a major, major mm. pop from the crowd, and the crowd is hot for freaking Sacramento. Is hot for FTR, and it's really, really, uh, really awesome to see. Um, so loud FTR chants in Sacramento. They talk about they they've had a really rough path since the you know that they've been on over the last few months, you know, talking about losing their titles, um, you know, losing, losing to the guns and also losing one of their best friends in Jay Briscoe. Um, you know, cash Wheeler, he calls the guns disrespectful little assholes. 
and how they are going to teach them a lesson the way Billy Gunn should have had, should have, you know, he's like, you guys are freaking entitled pieces of shit, pretty much in a nutshell. Like, you know, you know, I wish my father, you know, had the time or was able to teach me the roots of professional wrestling, but no, he's like, but you know, what he taught me was to work hard, you know, you know, never give up on what you want to do, what you love and things like that. While you guys have been mm-hmm. handed everything underneath the sun. Well, we've had to work for everything that we've been that we've earned in this in this industry. Um, Dax Hardwood, Dax, Dax Hardwood. Yeah, Dax Hardwood. Excuse me. Um, he gets on the microphone and he just shows his love and appreciation to the fans. And he says, it's time to become and or he gets on the microphone. And he says, listen, it would be easy. He shifts his focus uh, back to the guns after he's like, listen, we love y'all. It's so good to be back again. Just tremendous freaking uh, vibe and just energy. Uh, from the crowd that FTR got. Um, and again, just going back to talking about Jay Briscoe and how they lost a dear friend. And he's like, listen, you know, it would be easy to fight you and beat your ass, but we want to hit you where it hurts. He's like, now, because it's time to become AEW Tag Team Championships and take those titles away from you. He's like, top guys, mm-hmm. out. <laughs> I love that little line. But yeah. yeah, so yeah, of course. I mean, of course we knew that, but of course, you know, going into it, we knew... Of course, FTR returning at, at at Revolution, we knew where their direction was going to go. But you know, they officially they put their their flag uh, into the ground and and they made their statement uh, that they're going to come after the AEW tag titles. I'm assuming that's going to be at Double or Nothing. But knowing Tony Khan, he's just going to probably you know make up a bullshit freaking weekly pay per view and just have the match there <laughs> um, or something along those lines. So, but yeah, Brian, your thoughts about FTR? Being back, uh, you know, how do you feel about the tag team uh, and how did you feel about uh, this promo overall? Yeah, so again, let me, right before that, uh, I, I think it was before MJF had that vignette uh, recapping his, yes. you know, the match against Anderson. Yes. Again, that was, uh, that, that, was that yeah, was, that yeah, was freaking awesome. His match at Revolution, yes. Yeah. I mean, come to, you know, it's what you expect from MJF. It was awesome. Um, if you haven't seen it, definitely go check that out. Uh, but yeah, FDR coming back, uh, man, I'm I'm all over it. Um, I love the promo. Uh, you know, ha- just happy to ready to see him back in the ring, um, especially. Uh, but I do have this question though. Like, I wonder, like, could this have always been the plan? And if so, it just it's kind of mind boggling to me because. So you know, at the end of December, right? I can't remember if it was right before or right after FTR had the last match with the Briscoes. They just randomly lost to the Guns, right? Yeah, and like out of fucking nowhere, like oh yeah, just... dude, their booking has been shit. It, it's been so freaking yeah. And I think Tony Khan realized that, like, oh snoop, or, or oh shit, like I I fucked up here. Like, let me try to because because FTR, both of them, they've they've you know voiced out their displeasure about you know booking in w in aw and everything so i think yeah. tony khan kind of knew that you know he messed up with their booking and i think he's trying to right that wrong with having ftr come back and pretty much take those titles from the guns because guys it's it's gonna happen like oh know, yeah for sure it's gotta happen FTR yeah titles back away from the guns so yeah absolutely it, it just makes me wonder if, if that was always or, or ultimately tony's goal to try to get the guns over somehow to that degree to where now obviously you know many things can change in the three months you know since then or whatever with contracts and booking and 
shit, even injuries if they happen. Tony right? Khan, long term booking. Oh, that's that's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But it just makes me wonder, like, why? I, I don't know, like, you know, because that that essentially was the start of the guns kind of being booked here and ultimately when winning the titles. It, that just it just didn't. I don't know. It just didn't make sense at all. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I think this is is going to come down to the the pay per view and look in a tag team division right now as it stands in AEW, the belts need to be on FTR. <laughs> like, there's there's no freaking question. Even uh, not even the acclaimed. If if FTR is back there long term, they should be champs and and pretty much you know, just give them something. Please please book them correctly. Um, book them, you know, book we'll see as legit one of the best tag teams in the freaking world, which they are because they are, and, and they've been right. the complete opposite, and it's a freaking shame, especially in AEW. Right? All it's weird all over they'll, the they'll world. Win titles, right? they'll win titles everywhere else, Brian, but on <laughs> AEW Dynamite Television, they will not be given the fucking time of day. Yeah, they won't. it's it's weird. It's yeah, weird. It's, it's um, just so freaking odd. Yeah, but yeah, excited to see them back. Um, again, I just. Excited to see where they go, man, and hopefully it's good. So, yeah, it was, yeah, just a good promo by one of the, again, you, you can see them. That's what I said, in, in this episode, like, I don't know, it, it was almost a 50-50 to me where you can see them trying to build stories and plant seeds that could go long-term and should be long-term. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. But it, will they do that? <laughs> they really don't. You know, they, they're I don't trying, know. No, I agree, Brian. They're, 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 they're trying to do something, but it's like they don't know what to do. All they know what all yeah. they know to do is just have a match and a promo. Match and a promo. Match <laughs> and a promo. That's it. That's all they know how to yeah. do. So, again, it's like again, it's like smoke is coming out of their head, and they don't know what the fuck to do. So, yeah. Sure, I can see that. Absolutely. Yeah. So... So yeah, guys, FTR is back uh, again. It's good to see them back, and there's no doubt. Um, you know, hopefully Tony Khan writes writes some wrongs with their booking, and they're actually booked like one of yeah. the greatest freaking tag teams in in this industry. Um, and take those titles away from the Guns. Um, regardless of how we've gotten here, here we are. And yeah. the only thing that that the the only thing that Tony Khan could do at this point, like I said, is write their wrongs and give FTR those tag titles because at this point like you know that's no shade to the guns and i know talking about titles changing hands you know for you know because the guns have now they haven't really held these titles for that long but i mean mm -hmm. guys like now you have ftr you hear the crowd right you yep. hear the crowd you hear the pop you hear the cheer like clearly aw fans and not just AEW fans, but just wrestling fans in general have missed FTR. They want to see them back. Absolutely. Strike while the iron is hot. I talked about Asuka, you know, yep. strike while the iron is hot, you know, put them at the top and let them freaking soar. Give them a title reign that is, that is meaningful. That is prestigious. Mm -hmm. That's at least, I understand gone are the days, Brian, of people holding titles for years and years because sure, fans just have sure. the attention span of a fucking squirrel or a fucking snail. Yeah. And, like, and it's like, it's just too long. This is just drawing <laughs> out like, Oh my fucking God. But yeah, but yeah, but clearly flipping the, the TNT title freaking every like two weeks is really helping the business. But yeah, but yeah, listen, I know the gone are the days of really year to year title reigns, but at least six, to nine months. Oh, so, yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? Yeah, you can so, definitely get a six month reign out. Yeah. If you can make yep. it meaningful, then trust me, that six to nine months will, it'll be, it's well spent. So, but yeah, shout mm -hmm. out to FDR. It's good to see them back. And it's going to be interesting to see where uh, 
where it goes as they go straight ahead towards those tag titles. So Jade Cardgill is backstage and she, she challenges to any whack ass Canadian next week to step up and <laughs> face her on dynamite. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's again, that then that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. And I, let's I look, I like Jade Cardgill a lot, Brian. Um, I, I, and I love this undefeated streak that she's got going on because I technically, I don't think that anyone right now is worthy of even defeating her because of way everybody's <laughs> been booked. So Keep her freaking undefeated streak rolling. I know for some odd freaking reason, Jade Cardgill um, is is just for some reason fans just love to shit on her because they've seen enough of an undefeated streak and how long her title reign has been. And I understand that the booking of the title has not been great. And I completely understand that. But guys, like long title reigns, though, it brings the prestigious of the title and the person like I un- trust me, the booking needs to be better. Of course, like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that shit out, guys. But we need to build stars in, for example, like Jade Cargill that feel like a legit freaking badass. Like she's held this title now for two freaking plus years, or how long it's been now. Like that's freaking awesome, right? Now the way they book it, of course, is a different story. But guys, it's like and Jade Cargill, guys, you guys can't tell me that she has not improved. Since she first got on oh, for with sure. AEW, she has dramatically improved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and sh- I mean, she's got the look. <clears throat> she's now has the confidence. You can tell that she's hitting her bullet points so much better. And yeah, it. it but it's just a shame that there's really no, there's just no really direction for her in the title, and there's really no definitive challenger. You will. Oh, but oh, you'll. Tony Khan will give her a challenger, but it'll be on a fucking rampage just and just give them the match in the snap of a finger. That's the booking of the TBS championship. But so before mm-hmm. we get into hour number two, again, nothing much to say. I don't know. Some whack ass Canadian next week. I mean, I, I don't know what <laughs> what what whack ass Canadian is going to face and, and beat her in the middle of dynamite. You're telling me Jade Cargill is going to lose in the middle of a dynamite anyway to some whack ass Canadian or something. I, I don't know. But <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, uh, Brian, your thoughts about Jade Cargill. Um, of course, like I said, her booking is a different story, but your thoughts about this long title reign. Do you like the idea of the long title reign? Um, and yeah, and where do you see her going? Because I'm sure eventually, like every title reign, guys, is eventually is is event is eventually going to come to an end. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, your thoughts about this long title reign and Jade Cardgill and, and her and her work as of late. So I'm trying to look look something up because I, I just had a thought come to mind, but um, let me see if I can find it here in a minute. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I like her. I like the the long title run. Um, I, I don't mind that at all. I, I think she's definitely improved. Um, you know, my my initial thought again, this it's more of a comedy shtick, and again, because ultimately, because you don't know where the fuck Tony Khan is going with booking. Um. Which was definitely proven wrong, as we'll see in a later segment here with JAS. But my initial thought, because Cargo was kind of like, you know, I I believe she was, you know, hinting at the fact like, you know, there, there's no woman that can beat me, right? Like, I mean, look at me, you know, I've, I've run through them all and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, so, yeah, I'm just throwing out a challenge to a whack-ass Canadian. Or, and she kind of looks at Renee, um, which obviously she's not going to be the person. But again, you know... Just for a split second, again, just with the the ridiculousness of and and stuff not making sense of Tony Khan's booking. Listen, 
Chris Jericho has been in the ring with China before many times, and they did it well, and it was good. And so my initial thought, like, because she was kind of like, there's no woman that can beat me. Like, you know, I was like, I wonder if Chris Jericho would go out there and, like, just whether it was a match or something, just just to have, like, some kind of promo or interaction. Because, uh, again, if we go back and look at, at China and Jericho's uh, work together, it was fucking phenomenal, man. It really was. So, you know, could they have done something like that? Sure, because Jericho could pull it off, and Tony Khan's booking is ridiculous. So, uh, that being said, um, I was actually looking... It just popped in my, into my head because I think she should be coming back soon. Is Chris Statlander is she Canadian? I, um, that's a good question. I think she might be. I think so. That's, I don't that's know. what I was trying to look up. Um, is, uh, oh, if, she, if she's Canadian or not? Yeah, or if, she's it, from, that, if, if she's from Canada or yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or when? No, this says it says in New York, think, right? Last or next week, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah, I think so. But no, this says she was born in New York, so no, I guess not. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, she's from um, Long Island. Hey, shout out to Chris Stanley. Yeah, I say I think she, she's <laughs> from. Yeah, is, yeah, is it, yeah. Now, now it's coming back to me. Yeah, she's from, uh, I believe, in Long Island. In gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, shout so, out. So yeah, Fargo. from one Long Islander to another, shout out to to Chris Stanlander. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So so yeah so um yes yeah, so, no I I uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking the same thing I thought that maybe because we haven't seen Chris Statlander and I, for some reason yeah right she was from Canada but, I mean, but before yeah. she yeah, got injured I mean yeah before Statlander got injured I mean you know I know her, her gimmick the like kind of and she was with the best friends and it's kind of like a she was a fucking alien, outer like, space kind of cosmic thing it's a little weird but I I don't know there was something about Statlander that I was getting on board with uh, I think she's pretty good in the ring um. Yeah, maybe I. You never really is, heard her talk that much. Take the is she the person to take the a title from from Jade Cardgill right now? That's mm, yeah. I um, I just, but I just, again, I could I could see her. it because because I think especially with the I'm going to call them AEW marks. They're they're going to be super behind Statlander when she comes back. I, I think. Um. So in, in that aspect, just because I think. She's going to get such a reaction, possibly. Now, do I? I think she's been booked that way to do it. No, but again, this is it's Tony Khan, so who knows? Yeah, exactly. And by the way, what's what's Jade Card? Uh, what's her name that's that stands by Jade Card? What's Leslie? Leslie Gray or something? What's her name? Um, her real name or no, 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 no. The no, the uh, her like um, uh, what what would you call her? Like uh. Like a like a henchwoman or something that that yeah right right um, I forgot her freaking name but uh because yeah, no, Red Velvet just, was with her right but she left it was Red uh, Velvet and then it was like uh Sierra uh, Kiera Hogan or something I think that's her name right she was there and now yeah. it's now with this new woman um yeah I keep forgetting her freaking name I'm, I apologize I can't think of it right now either yeah <laughs> but uh but look listen if you look Tony Khan at the end of the day. If you don't have anything for Jade Cargill, but at least put her on television so I can just at least see her fine ass for like at least 60 <laughs> seconds along with whatever her her henchwoman's name is because good fucking lord. Guys, trust me, like if you don't know who these women, if you don't know who, if you ever seen Jade Cargill, like just and like my freaking, I'm stuttering because like this woman is just a smoke show and I'd, I'd rather at least, if you don't have anything for her, just put her on TV for like 30 seconds like you did this week just so i can just see her just 
her beautiful freaking self. <laughs> and, and she's yeah, another guys, one. I love like, beautiful women. Okay, like leave me alone. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's uh, she's another one in that category. Like without China, there is no Jay Cargo. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah, and like I, we you know we mentioned at the top of the show. Definitely, all go check out China's uh, biography. It's on uh, or all over around. Uh, I think it's A and E, right? A and E. Yeah, um, yeah. Television. Mm-hmm. So. Moving on to our number two, this was the Jericho Appreciation Society, which is Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Daniel Garcia versus, oh man, AR Fox and Top Flight. Because what would an AEW television be, Brian, without AR Fox and Top Flight? Gotta have them on the show to see all those cool freaking moves, this and that, just gotta have it. But where the frick, where is Keith Lee, guys? Like, guys, like that. this is a serious question. Where is Keith Lee? Where the fuck mm-hmm. is Lance Archer? Where is Eddie Kingston? Where are these people? Seriously. Like, well, I, I, Kingston, I, I guess, will be a ring of honor. <laughs> so. not, yeah, ring of honor. Right. Like, what? Like, out of, oh, my God. How many times do I need to see? What are, What is AR Fox and Top Flight doing on the show, guys? To put on great moves. For, for for you to just for you to just freaking be in awe for sixty Ooh, seconds ah, to look at fireworks, yeah. right? Like, listen, I love fireworks. I love a great fireworks <laughs> show. But here's the thing: after after the fireworks show is over, you won't freaking remember it after the after the next ten to fifteen minutes. That's that's yeah. freaking AR Fox in top flight as performers in a nutshell. I mean, give me a break with this. Like, what meaningful shit are they doing on this show besides their freaking move sets? They don't sell mm-hmm. because they have to continue right. to hit another freaking spot after every yeah. a- every sixty seconds. So what the fuck? It's just enough. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to rant about this. So I'm gonna save it though for the end of this end of this match. But anyway, um, so yeah, AR the uh, match time guys was nine and a half minutes. Right away, AR Fox's timing was off. He was about to go for a suicide dive. He has to go back to the ropes. I don't know if you saw that. He, yeah. he hits the mm-hmm. ring ropes, he stops, and he's like, oh, snap, they're not ready yet to, to catch me in this dive. Like, we've never seen it before. Like, here you go, AR Fox, just just jump, we'll catch you, right? Just tr- trust us, right? Like, enough with that shit, man, enough. Um, and the, So the timing was off there, so that was botched on the dive. Um, so match, um, and the match, guys, it, it was what it was. Um, I, I will say this, it wasn't as chaotic as the the house of black as like elite, elite or match. something in there now, yeah at the end right. it definitely got chaotic like everybody's in the middle of the ring and everything but for at least for the most part it wasn't that bad but still like you'll see aubrey edwards in there and she's not doing a goddamn thing everybody's just <laughs> doing their freaking move sets every non-legal competitor is in the freaking match um and it's just guys i've had enough like I'm going to continue to call this out because no one else is going to, because I mean, because every other, you know, like you said, Brian, um, AW marks are not going to, they're not going to say shit because they're just in awe of all the flips and the dives. Oh, look at that flip from, from Dante Martin. Oh, look at that Canadian destroyer from Darius. My like, good Lord, man, give me a break. Um, So yeah, so Hager and I believe it was, um, Two uh 2.0, they were they were at ringside in this match for the mm-hmm. for the appreciation society. Hager hits Darius Martin in the back with Jericho's bat, Floyd. Um, as Jericho hits the Judas effect for the victory. And now all of JAS is in the middle of the ring. They're about to cut a promo. So there's top flight, guys. So again, they they just go back. They're about to 
they'll 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 go back in in their they'll go back in training and continue to practice on their flips and dives and just nothing else. Um, you know, so, yeah, so honestly, they they'd be fantastic at Cirque du Soleil. Fucking fantastic! <laughs> right. They'd be stars, gymnastics, absolute like, stars, like gymnastics or yes. any type of yeah, Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, they'd be perfect. Professional wrestling, <laughs> like that. I'm sorry, just like enough. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. Not, it's not free. It's it's guys. I, I've seen enough. Like I, it's again, guys. It's carbon copy. Another flipping gymnastics type athlete. I've seen one. I've seen them all. So mm-hmm. Ar Fox and Top Flight are just no different. Um, so yeah, so all the Jericho appreciation society members are in the ring. Daddy magic. Uh, he gets on the ring first saying, you know, it's been a year ago today since the Jericho appreciation society has formed, uh, which is, which was true by the way, it was a year ago today. Cause it was after wow, revolution. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, Jer- when he, te- when Kingston was involved in that. And yep. ever since then, Kingston just hasn't been given shit, but anyway, um, you know, yeah, that's when the, the appreciation society was formed when it was just, yeah, later. yeah. Uh, Hager 2.0, and I believe it was Daniel Garcia. And of course, that's when Sammy Guevara was added into the mix. Um, so yeah, so they mentioned that Daniel Garcia says that they are that they are looking to take go after the trios titles. Yep, the trios titles, guys. The all famous trios titles. That's what the Jericho Appreciation Society is after now. Um, they, you know, Jericho, he gets on the microphone. Um, you know, he call they call out the House of Black. The lights go out instantly, but it's the elite. The elite come out, their music hits, and they hit the or they stay at the top of the stage. Uh, Omega, the Bucks, and Don Callis. Um, and he said, and Omega gets on the microphone and says, For three years, we've stayed out of your lane. You know, he's like, You stayed out of our business, you've stayed out of ours, and now, now here we are again. And Don Callis just like just takes the microphone away from him. You can tell like the Bucks and the and, and Omega weren't fond of that, just completely cutting them off. Um, I don't know if that's a coincidence or maybe, or just, just thought I'd throw that out there. But um, so Don Callis takes the microphone claiming the elite as the number one contenders, I guess, you know, getting a rematch or whatever mm-hmm. um, after their, their loss to house of black. And then he goes after Chris Jericho, you know, talking about Chris, he's like, Chris, he's like, you know, you, there's no doubt you're great. You're one of the greatest of all time. But at the end of the day, you're, you're the second best wrestler from Winnipeg. I actually like that line. That was really, <laughs> yeah. really cool. Really, really, a really nice little dig there from Don Callis. You are the second best wrestler from Winnipeg. And Chris Jericho's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah, man, again, so they continue to talk. And then uh, the lights go out again. Like we never see guys. I think the lights went out like what, Brian, like about a gazillion times in this segment. So the house, <laughs> so the house of black are on the Titan Tron, you know, your, your new trios champions, your AW trios champions. He's like, listen, you know, they they they're holding the titles. If you want these, lights go out again because we have to continue to have the lights go out. Um, the lights go back on again, and now they're at the top of the ramp. And Malachi screams, "Come and get them!" And the lights go out again. <laughs> and then they come back on, and the House of Black is gone. And then that's that's the that's the segment. The JAS and the Elite are just screaming at one another by then from the stage to the ring. Yeah. And then guys for next week, um, we have um a title match. Oh, shot your shocker. You, you shouldn't be a shocked. Uh, but yeah, there's another title match, guys. Another title match. Um, you have the Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Elite versus the House of Black for the trios titles. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I, I I'm gonna save it because Brian, I'm gonna have you start y- your thoughts about the six man tag and and the post match uh shenanigans that, that happened here. 
Yeah, match itself. I mean, it was crap. You know, why Why is JAS in there with AR Fox and Top Flight? <laughs> why are they now forming? Uh, there, there's five. No, there's six guys in the group. So, uh, I mean, what, you just have now two trios tags, I guess. I don't know. Is the other one Hager? Uh, Hager and 2.0, I guess. Yeah, I don't so know. So out of place. Like, what are we yeah, doing, Yeah, it's, it's so... <laughs> It's just we've spoken at length of of the trios titles and division in and of itself. It's it shouldn't even be a thing, but here we are. It is a thing. Um, listen, I like the again the House of Black the the promo on the on the Tron. You know, it, it was short. I, I liked it. I didn't yeah, mind the no, lights no, yeah, going it, off the and then was fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then them coming out in the middle. You know, showing up there again. I, I like that for them. Um, it's just now, you know, again, the, the, there's a story here, Malachi black, the house of black as a whole, I think could be really good as, as just a storytelling and feuds and uh, things of that nature. But now, so we're getting a, a fucking trios tag match for the, the trios titles, triple, God triple. Damn it. not, not two teams, not two six man tag teams, but three, three, it's, it's like, it's like, not enough. That these titles exist, and now yes, we're getting it, not the elite, not House of Black, but now the Jericho Appreciation Society. So instead of like just freaking telling, telling a story or just something, right? Yes. This is, uh, listen, this this it's already a mess, but at least give me something to be invested with. No, we're just gonna throw every single, every single person that's involved in in this in these factions. In in a in a match in one match mm-hmm. because yeah. we haven't seen that enough, and now yeah. we not we don't involve just not not just a six man tag, but it's a triple six man tag with three fucking teams, bro. What are we doing? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh my I can't. God. I can't wait for all nine of them to be in the ring at, oh at one my point. God. Um. Yeah. So that that's. Again, that's that's like the 50-50 part of it for me. It's like I you know I, I I see something here with House of Black, but then you get to the booking of how it's done and it just it's like what the fuck, man. Like and I that's what I'm yeah, and exactly. Yeah. And that's like it's look great. Like listen, guys, I understand, you know, because I don't want to come off as a hypocrite. It's like, oh James, you wanted the House of Black on television. You're getting what you want. But guys, I want shit to make sense. I want yeah. shit to be investing, to be fun to be freaking captivating even with titles there is nothing important about house of black you can put all of the fucking titles you want on them it doesn't mean a goddamn thing because their booking sucks it is so beyond trash even with titles it's putting lipstick on a freaking pig it's still a freaking pig at the end of the day the story with JAS in and of itself, like I said, you got this exactly, factions yeah. that six guys, and then all of a sudden one random random night they're like, "Oh no, we just formed a trios tag, and now we like, exactly what the fuck exactly. yeah exactly." Oh my god, yeah. it's my my blood. <laughs> I feel my blood is boiling. That that's where that that's where Tony Khan and and this company is getting me now, where my blood just boils. Because guys, again, this is genuine frustration because. I care about these wrestlers because, again, we talk about this all the time, Brian. There's tremendous potential, right? But if mm-hmm. the booking is this bad, it has to be called out. 
just has yeah. to be. And you and you're realizing this too, right? Even a lot of AEW diehard fans are saying the same thing about AEW recently. Like, ah, oh, like as of late, you know, I love AEW, but things are not, you know, trust me, people, you know, I I hear this all over I see it on Twitter, especially with the booking of Wardlow, and we're gonna freaking get to Wardlow. This trio's this trio's title situation, the all Atlantic title, the way the show started off. Even major AEW diehard fans are seeing through the bullshit, and that's not a yeah. good thing, especially for Tony Khan. But, but you know, but Tony Khan, but you know, but there's still going to be people that are just you know they're 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 a bunch of yes men. You know, it's not just BKM and WWE that has yes men, guys. It's also Tony Khan because oh, sure. these are people that are whispering into his ear how great of a job he's doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Nothing needs to change. And. And that and 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 that's that proves my point. Nothing is going to change because sure. those these little fans that have no idea about pre- professional wrestling, if it hit them in the fucking face, going to continue to tell them that, that he's doing a tremendous job, and it's just tremendously frustrating. So, mm-hmm. to recap, again, this this trios division is just not. It's just so unnecessary. There's so many goddamn titles, and it, and there's just and that's the thing. You're there's so many titles and you're trying to put so many people on television. Nobody seems important because one person's on television. The other person's not, they come back on television. That same person that was on TV is no longer on television because there's With so weeks and months people. in between. There's yeah. so many people on this roster and it's yep. just like, it's just, it, it's a, it's a, it's a circus. It's, it's a, it's an absolute mess. Just sure. Ridiculous. All right, guys. So, you know, can can you guys tell how much we loved that six man tag? How how investing that was? Just you know, <laughs> can't wait. Oh, can't man. wait. Exactly. Exactly. Can't wait for that freaking that that triple threat six man tag. It's gonna be so investing. <laughs> Fucking a. Now it's time for the announcement, the Tony Khan announcement. So he is now calling the All Atlantic title the uh, the AEW International Championship and he announces a match between Orange Cassidy and Jeff Jarrett uh for that title next week. I'm going to save it Brian I'll have you start with how you feel about this situation and this and this big <sighs> announcement, right? Another freaking announcement that could have just been he could have just put out on Twitter, but no, but it's, it's again it's like the boy who cried freaking wolf like enough and and the rate and and I'm going to go over the ratings too at the end of the show and it and it's going to tell and it's going to prove my point about this announcement. But Brian, you go ahead. Uh, I won't. Say, I mean, it was it's just fucking stupid, a waste of the time. Um, you know, he's out there talking about leveling up the title, whatever the fuck that means. Like, <laughs> so I mean, in in essence, you have now it's the same thing as the Intercontinental Championship in WWE. Uh, it's yeah. it's basically the same title, which. Yeah. Yeah, okay, whatever, but why you had a special announcement to level up a fucking title that you already have that it just who cares, Tony? Who cares? Who the oh, fuck cares? This guy is in another world of his own. It's just it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> insane. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah, oh, I, I, I can't just... I mean I could I could shoot on it all day, but it's just it's 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 pointless, it's yeah, meaningless. It's like, guys, it's... We can rant about this, but guys, it's it, like is this even worth like yeah. going on about? It's not, man. It's like okay, the all like guys, here's the thing, and I'm gonna end it with this, right? And, and Tony, Tony, I don't give a shit what you call this title. The all Atlantic 
international championship, your sister's ass championship. I don't care. Make it investing. Make it meaningful. You can right. name it however you want to. If But if you keep throwing this title in matches that nobody cares, then it's meaningless. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter what the name is. Make people invested. Create a storyline involving the freaking title for once. I don't care what you call it. Just make it investing. Make it meaningful. Make it prestigious. You know, make the characters prestigious that are involved in the titles. Like, Mm-hmm. enough it's like the boy who cried wolf with these announcements but tony khan's gonna keep making in these announcements oh right? for sure keep making this announcements and fans are just gonna be like okay whatever dude like you made an announcement about a freaking reality show that about last the other week that you could have just announced on freaking twitter or something <laughs> yeah so yeah again you know because because he knows that you know he he doesn't he doesn't do enough to get these shows above a million so how does he try to make a cheap rate a cheap pop in the rating Make a big announcement and just overblow the shit out of it, and it and it and that and this is your result. So yeah, again, guys, we can we can both me and Brian can can harp about this, but guys, it's it's not our t- it's not even worth just like ranting and raving about for minutes on end. So, but moving on, uh, we go into Brian Danielson's promo. This was actually the honestly Brian mm-hmm. the most intriguing part of the entire show and I'm not even kidding it like, was good. outside of this this was like th- this was the most intriguing part of the show um and it involves that whole MJF and Brian Danielson feud again yep. are you shocked again guys are you shocked because I'm not um you know and of course I talked about Danielson he was the reason why you know he was in my uh top five this past week just how tremendous the promo was the 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 go home show to revolution um, and of course that, that top five list of the week will involve a W revolution. Um, so, you know, who knows that this man might be because of this promo might be on that honorable mentions or that top five, who knows, man, you guys got to stick, stay tuned uh, to see what our top five is for, uh, for this coming Sunday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. But, uh, moving on into this promo, um, very emotional, very, again, this of course was a vignette after his match with MJF in the in the Iron Man match again, which I thought was just a re- just like great. I'll put the word great in there because I know. I, and if you guys saw the AEW Dynamite or excuse me, the uh, Revolution uh, review, the good and bad and the ugly, you guys know, you know, going into detail of why I said that that was great. So, but anyway, promo, tremendous promo from Danielson, you know, very emotional. He's very in the moment and he's crying. He's getting very like teary eyed. Um, and like, he's all beat up. He's all battered and bruised. Uh, he said, listen, he says, Max was right. He's like, I was putting myself before my family. You know, I always talked about, you know, always not giving up and always fighting was always the best solution. But, you know, he's like, you know, and when I was about to tap out, you know, it's like, I didn't want to tap out. I didn't want to do it. But then like, I couldn't feel my arms and like, I couldn't feel my, my leg was giving out. And that's when I realized Max was, was right. You know, I was putting myself over my family and that, that to me was, was, you know, it hurts the most than just tapping out as it is. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, and then takes a long pause and he says, it's time for me to go home. So, yeah. Um, so I, and I, I guys, awesome, awesome stuff because now you have, because I know Brian, a lot of people were baffled about Danielson tapping out and it's referring back to that feud with mjf about 
all you care about is yourself, yourself, you're selfish or you're, you know, you're selfish, you're, you're this and you're that you're putting your mm -hmm. own career and your livelihood ahead of your family of something that I've always wanted. You know, of course, talking about his breakup with his fiance or whatever, you know, I always want that as in my life and you're taking advantage of it because you're putting yourself and your own risk over your own family. And now Danielson's coming to that realization, like, you know, he's right, you know, and it took me almost 60 plus minutes in this match to figure that out. And he's like, you know what? It's it's time for me to go home. It's time for me to pretty, to be with my family. Um, and Danielson walks off. So definitely on, this was obviously, I'm sure of a way to kind of write off, I guess, Danielson off of TV sure. for a couple of weeks. Um, but guys, well done. I mean, very, very well done. I'll speak a little bit more about this, but Brian, I'll have you, I'll have you start uh, your thoughts about this, this promo from Brian Danielson. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was great too. Uh, the emotion involved in it. Um, and, and I like still, he's, he's referencing back to the story, right. Of, of his kids and family and, and risk of injury. And, you know, if you'd be able to play with his kids, um, again, just continuing to tell that story. Um, and so, yeah, this is a, a way to write off Danielson off TV. Um, Man, I'll, I'll just say, I mean, granted, I mean, he's earned it, you know, go go home and heal, do do whatever you need to do. I don't, you know, I think this will be a little bit, a little bit of a longer, um, I, I don't expect to see him for oh, at, le at least a couple months. Um, in which case, man, you know, it can't fault Danielson here, but, <laughs> you know, if he's written off TV and he's not there, listen, uh, in the past, you know, four to six months, what has been the only investing thing in AEW? Danielson and MJF. If you don't have Danielson, um, you know, somebody's got to fucking step up and, and Tony's got to do better at, at booking and creative. But um, I, I think, I, I think overall, you know, it, it's on, it's, it's unfortunate for AEW that, that he's um, going to be off TV for a little bit. Cause yeah, outside of that, that one story, man, um, everything else has been largely shit. So, so that's over. Um, granted, I, I think MJF will continue to go on and do, do what MJF does, but it's just, it's one, one really bright spot, one really great star in AEW that, that they're not going to have for a couple months. So in that aspect, um, yeah, man, uh, uh, we'll see, but yeah, great promo, great, great way to, to, to do that, you know, again, continuing to add to the story and now going home for a little bit. So, yeah, I liked it. Absolutely. Very well said. And uh, we'll see, you know, what's next of, da of Brian Danielson and when he comes back. Mm -hmm. and of course, you know, the MJF promo, like you mentioned earlier in the show, Brian, it's a little bit of it's like a bar mitzvah, I think he calls it. Uh, bar, yeah bar, yeah that's having a bar mitzvah yeah. celebration for next week in winnipeg so that'll be for next week and i'm sure mjf is going to do what mjf does and somebody's going to interrupt that shit somebody's yep, going to get yep. involved so i guess you can say there's a little bit of intrigue with that but of mm -hmm. course anything that mjf does there's going to be intrigue there's going to be it's going to be good yeah whatever it is however it goes it's going to be good shit good shit pal <laughs> good shit pal exactly <laughs> All right, guys, moving on to our fourth match. This was the Blackpool Combat Club or John Moxley and Claudio Castidoli versus the Dark Order or what's left of the Dark Order. Um, match time sake. was 10 minutes. Wheeler Yuta's at ringside. The BCC are once again, I guess they're pretty much fully heels. Um, 
yeah, which, is, yeah. which is which is fine. I can get on board with. But again, I mentioned this about Soraya, Tony Storm, and, and their whole heel turn. Like, like it's nothing's not, meaningful. Where's the moment? Where is the moment of the heel turn that makes it that like investing of wanting to see Blackpool Combat Club? They just turn mm-hmm. heel in the snap of a finger. And they just, and fans just are just, you know, they're just going to play it off and say, oh, I guess they're the heels now. Let's just, let's act like we fucking care. But what, what do I know? Um, but anyway, uh, Claudio breaks up a submission from John Silver. Um, again, and, and, and guys, I'm not kidding. The referee is legit in there, or I'm sorry, the, or Claudio is legit in there for like 10 plus, 15 plus seconds. The referee's not even giving a fuck. I mean, this is mm-hmm. what I mean about tag team wrestling. Everything is chaotic. Everybody needs to get a spot. And tag team wrestling rules, what tag team wrestling 101 is thrown out the window. Like enough. I, I don't mind, guys, if you want to do a suicide dive or a fl- it has a place, but but like let there be some structure, let them make sense, let the story tell it. Like, don't just do a freaking dive spot just to do a dive spot that no one's going to give a shit about. Like, under, I don't know if you remember this suicide dive, Brian. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Honestly, the one of the, probably the, arguably the greatest match I honestly have ever seen. And it was the suicide dive and Shawn Michaels took a cameraman and put him in front of Michaels to take the hit with that suicide dive. And it was meaningful because of the story being told leading up to it, mm-hmm. but we just do flips and dives just to fucking do them. Um, and, and it's the same thing when it, when it, when in tag team matches like this, where everybody's just trying to get a spot, regardless of what the spot is, they're just non-legal competitors are just in the ring and guys, it's diminishing pro tag team wrestling. It is like, that's yeah. not my opinion. It, it's a fucking fact. And it's just, I've seen enough of it, but I'm, I'm going to continue to say it because, you know, it's, it's not, it's not needed and it's, and it's bullshit. So, um, but yeah, so Mox wins this match, uh, via the, uh, via a chokehold submission. Um, so he's, uh, so the Blackpool Combat Club won this match. Mox puts the hold back onto Reynolds. Um, you know, so after the match, they continue to just beat up on, um, (laughs) <laughs> continue to beat up on the dark order evil uno then comes out to no avail he's just starting to get his ass whooped and guys remember remember the hangman adam page promo well this is where it's starting to come into full circle remember hangman page is done right he's done with mox he's done with all the whatever the fuck people involved with mox and here comes hangman adam page on his freaking horse or his imaginary fucking horse all the way to the ring Gets involved uh, with the BCC. The referees has to separate them. And yeah, so clearly Mox, Hangman, this this still this shit is still not done. But now it's involving Dark Order and the Blackpool Combat Club. Well, shit. Now I'm so invested, Brian. I need to see what happens next week because we haven't seen enough of all of these fucking people in the goddamn ring. But let's just continue right. to do it. I mean, good Lord. It's like, you know, in the words of freaking uh, Daddy Magic, man, my nipples just got freaking hard. I mean, holy <laughs> shit. Godly, man. You know, and I'm sure, you know, Daddy, you know, I'm sure maybe it's like you know, Daddy Magic, I'm sure, felt the same way about uh, that that triple triple threat uh, six-man tag. You know, he's like, damn, man, my nipples are just getting freaking hard just thinking about it. Just, that's just like every other AEW mark 
in this industry are just, you know, their nipples are just getting freaking hard and they're just like, oh, freaking professional wrestling. <laughs> oh my it's, God. Yeah, it's man. just a, uh, guys, what I, I, guys, I'm lost. I'm, I'm lost for words. And I, and listen, I gave it a good. Yes, I did. I gave it a good. And that good and the bad and the ugly, because guys, it's pretty hard to fuck up a Texas death match. But guys, how can you go from a Texas death match and raised up the level. How? How? Mm-hmm. You would right. think the feud is done. It's done. It's over with. But no, it's not. It's it's not. If you haven't seen enough of Moxley and Hangman, we're just getting started, bro. We are just getting started. Brian, your thoughts with this? Oh, man. This, this might be the single worst pairing or grouping of kind of factions here with the, the Blackpool Combat Club and Dark Order. Um, Listen... The Dark Order, you know, and again, I don't mean to like shit on them or say they have no talent or whatever, but that that whole faction, unfortunately, after John Huber passed, you know, maybe you keep it around for a little bit to kind of like pay homage or whatever. I it get hasn't that. Been the same since he's passed, man. It's sad. But yeah, it that really that is. should have been that that should have been dissolved way back way back they they shouldn't even be a thing at this point anymore or you could tell the story to develop a new leader in that faction because guys or right or, or something of that nature but they, there's been no attempt to do that like why you oh know, exactly just, absolutely and guys this is no yeah. shade to evil uno john silver reynolds guys they're nothing right. but henchmen that's all they are they're just henchmen yeah. they're just they're just there they're just no now, yeah it's like now they're just a bunch of henchmen with no leader and it's just no, weird. yeah that's all that's all dark order is. <laughs> right. and we expect to care it's just oh my god it's just amazing. so yeah so so with this i guess they're going to be feuding with blackpool combat club here and and this is the thing like Right, Blackpool Combat Club, Club is supposed to be like vicious, badass, street brawlers. You know, we're gonna use and chains and heels. knuckles. They can be oh, absolutely. Heels. I'm down for them being heels, but like again, they turn heels in the snap of a finger. There, there's no moment to where they turn heel. Where okay, now I have to see them as a team because now the characters have now changed. The switch is flipped. No, we don't get that. They just turn in the he- They just turn heel in the drop of a dime. And fans just expect to get invested. So it is, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just be, it's like beating a dead horse at this point, Brian. It's just, it's just frustrating, though. So, sure. So, yeah, I don't know how you book this because, like, if you, if you do it for, for the Dark Order to get over on the Blackpool Combat Club, then that just makes the Blackpool Combat, Combat Club look incredibly fucking, you might as well just break them up right then because. The way they've been built and who they are, you know, Claudio and Moxley or whatever. I mean, that's the type of wrestlers they are. And if, if you're now going out and and losing to Dark Water in some kind of match, like it just all any and all credibility is just out the window, you know, for for how you've built Blackpool Combat Club and and with with Dark Order being kind of like a. I, I don't even know what they are anymore. Like, kind of like a comedy, kind of a just whatever shtick it is. Like, it, it's not believable in any way that they could hang with anybody in the Blackpool Combat Club. And then you got the Moxley and Hangman thing, which again is that should have been over. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I feel like this whole book getting everybody involved. Point, yeah? yeah, it just. It's not. It's it's just not going to end well. And you know, oh. in 
the the payoff to this story, how it ends, is not going to be good, no matter how way which way it goes. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, so it's it's bullshit. <laughs> it really is. Uh, yeah, that, absolutely. It is. Uh, it's 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 ridiculous, and it's and it's a disgrace that we're that we're here that we're that we've gotten to this point now where yeah, Mox and like if you, want, if you want if you want to if you want to have dark, you know what? Have have Dark Order be the ones fighting Top Flight and AR Fox. Like at least that would be like. I mean, I wouldn't give a shit, but you know, at, at least you're not having Top Flight in there with Jericho Appreciation Society or Dark Order in there with the Blackpool Combat Club because it just doesn't fucking make sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's put the let's put what's left of the Dark Order, but let's leave off freaking Butcher and the Blade. Let's lead off of Eddie Kingston. <laughs> right. Let's leave off freaking Lance Archer. Let's leave off of freaking Santana and Ortiz. Let's leave off all these people, but we have the Dark Order, right? And then even you said you said like JAS, right? JAS formed a year ago with 2.0 as a legit tag team. When the fuck have you seen them as a tag team? At no. all in, in the past year, like and what I the like fuck? Daddy Magic. Like I actually yeah, like. He could be entertaining as shit. Yeah, he's actually, guys, if you, you if you see Daddy Magic freaking cut promos, if you see like his facial expressions when the inter when the interviewers, I mean, he's really stuff, laying into that Italian. You see him in the background. He, it's like it's like Macho Man. Whenever you ever see like when Macho <laughs> Man, like when he's in a backstage a backstage yeah. interview, like his his head, he's just like. He's like his mouth right, is like right. moving. He's like talking. So like, dude, it's freaking like it's like this dude's whacked out of his mind. But it's freaking it's freaking awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, Daddy. Ma- like, there's something in Daddy Magic that to me like needs to be showcased more. You know, at, sure. And, and with Angelo Parker, and I thought Angel, I think Angelo Parker has a place in that tag team. But yeah, if you want to showcase 2.0 as a team, then I'm all for that. But, but yeah. with the Jericho just, appreciation, again, just booking side, all weird. over the place. It's like man. they're involving in with titles, and then the 2.0 is just they're just there. They're they're just yeah. henchmen. That's all they are. They're pretty much just henchmen. So yeah. Oh my god. So anyway, yeah, not to get off on JES, but yeah, this this whole just the, the whole tag team division, the whole trios tag, the whole just factions warring with it, like most of it to all of it just makes no sense. It's you know, almost like a week to week thing with no no thought put into it at all. It seems. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a shame. And this is John Mo- guys, John Moxley too. Like this is what we're doing for John Moxley. Hey, at least he didn't bleed in this match. That was the positive. <laughs> he, he didn't get busted open, so yeah, that was that was oh a change. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did not bleed. Yeah, that is <laughs> that's right. Oh, uh, because he, I think, I think he, I mean, with all the blood he lost at freaking revolution, <laughs> right. I don't know if he can bleed any freaking more. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he might have, might have legit need the EMTs after that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's really good. All right, guys. Now it is time to get into the main event. And boys, there are a lot to talk about in this main event because it doesn't get better, guys. It gets fucking worse. Guys, yeah. your main event was Wardlow. Versus Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT title. Um, this was also a false count anywhere match, but in a nutshell, this was just a last man standing match. I mean, yeah. guys, they, they call it a false count anywhere. Yes, it's it, yes, they're brawling everywhere, but the referee's counting to 10 for the wrestler to get up. Isn't yeah, right. It's a, isn't that just the last man standing match? Guys, again, just like, Bush like, League, Khan, little, like this, little fucking Khan details. Khan is so like, obsessed yeah, with just... just great matches. He forgets some of these stipulations of how these fucking match works. 
Yeah, <laughs> you have a yeah. you have Jungle Boy and Christian Cage in a. It's supposed to be a casket slash buried alive. It's just all these like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but that that's again that that's just part of it. Um, but anyway, let's get let's get into this match. And and listen, was the match entertaining? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. There were some cool spots backstage because guys, the start of this match, uh, match time was twelve minutes in length. They the camera cuts to Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs brawling uh, in the parking lot. And the bell rings and the match starts while they're as they're brawling in that in the parking lot backstage. Wardlow was flipping Hobbs um over onto a car. They're they're fighting on top of the of the hood of a car. Um they're fighting in inside of a trailer, and Wardlow's sending Hobbs through the through the 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 wood door or the wood uh um whatever you call it frame. He sends him through the through the wood of the mm-hmm. of the trailer or whatever. So yeah, I mean listen, cool spots. And it was decent at times, okay. But again, guys, again, you, you've seen one TNT title match, and you've seen them all at this point when it comes to this company. Um, so yes, was it physical? And again, guys, this 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 could be a legit fun feud if they if they're here's a crazy concept if they put some thought and effort into the freaking build. And mm-hmm. if, if you want to do a false count anywhere, whatever the <laughs> excuse me. Whatever the fuck this was, I'm choking, guys. That's how that this is where Tony Khan and, and AEW have taken me to this point. Um, yeah, I mean this this feud could work if if you do it properly, but no, let's just throw let's just throw a false count anywhere match just to have a false count anywhere match or a last man standing match, whatever this circus of a sh- of this shit was. Um, Wardlow, so so the fight leads back to the to to the stage and they and they go back into the middle of the ring. Um, and that's just where it just kind of just becomes a regular freaking match, I guess, because there was mm-hmm. hardly anything other stipulation type of shit that was used. Um, Wardlow no sells a power bomb <laughs> to powerhouse. I don't know if you caught that, Brian. He legit no yeah. sells it um, in this match. Um, and then Wardlow he <laughs> he hits the he hits Brian the F ten, <laughs> not the F five. Right, right. No, 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 Brock Lesnar type of shit. The F ten. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that. That's not gonna get people freaking memeing about that shit. Oh no, uh, I just I thought that shit was funny. Wait until the next generation has an F fifteen. You know, an F like twenty, an F fifteen. Hell, yeah. let's have an F fifteen. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, oh my God. So Wardlow, um, you know, he jumps off of the top <clears> rope. So this was like a table spot. And guys, here's the thing too. What what are fans' obsession with fucking tables? Like it's a thin <laughs> piece of fucking wood that just breaks instantly, and fans have like a freaking orgasm. It's like we, like with tables, like I, it's like table, like the we want table stuff is getting so overused and so overplayed. It's mm-hmm. guys, it's a thin piece of wood yeah. that easily breaks within uh, w- within seconds, like. When you have two hundred and seventy-five pound human beings going, right? Like, you know, being, what? What? Yeah. What? The? I would hope the table. Right. I hope the freaking table breaks. Like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck are we cheering for? Um, it's just again. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Listen, if you like tables, that's great. But it's just like, it's just so the chant is so overplayed. It's just like, like I don't understand what's so so the orgasm that fans have with with this. I, I just don't get it. Um. So yeah. So Wardlow jumps off the top rope. Onto the outside, um, onto Hobbs through the table. Um, so Wardlow, now they're up on the stage, right? So now we're nearing the end of the match. They're 
you know, he's about to do his little powerbomb symphony, even though the crowd doesn't give a shit anymore because Tony Khan has booked this motherfucker to the ground. And now the fans just don't even care. So he's trying to do his symphony and he doesn't have that same momentum anymore. And fans just don't mm-hmm. care. Uh, but he's still, but he's trying to get the crowd into it. He's about to powerbomb Hobbs off this little, of this little stage, this little platform that looks like it's like a cushion of a platform. It's like a pillow <laughs> and expect to be this brutal type of a freaking epic freaking wall right. or whatever off the freaking stage off a platform and it just looks so weird it just looks just you know i i don't like to use this term but it just looks looks you know i hate saying this word but i'm going to say it in this moment fake it, it's just it's, sure it's really really bad but guys I, I, <laughs> qt marshall yeah if you, do you guys know who that is that's that i'm not, I'm not surprised if you don't um yeah qt marshall he he hits Wardlow with a steel chair. So now Ward so QT Marshall um is now involved in, in this. Um guys, what in the fuck? Um okay, so yeah, so so Hobbs and QT Marshall, they're now working together. QT is now just involved. They're trying the commentary's trying to make sense, and it's making no sense to anybody. They mm-hmm. power slam Wardlow off of the platform, and it's like he lands on a freaking – it's like he lands on a freaking mattress, and they're trying like – and Taz is like, I think he might have broke his back. What? <laughs> Guys, look at the spot. Don't take my word for it. Watch this match and watch the spot. It's like – it was. It looked so, – it was bad. Guys, it was bad. It was so bad. And then like and, – and because of that – and with Wardlow, he lands on this mattress of a platform – and and it's because of that, guys. Wardlow cannot get up for the count of ten because now this match is just a freaking it's a it's a last man standing match. Now you got to just for some reason you just got to get up from the from the count of ten. And yeah, Wardlow does not get up for that ten count. And guys, we have once again, once again, for the ten billionth time, a new TNT champion, and his name is Powerhouse Hobbs. And we go off the air. Jesus fucking Christ up above. Brian, I have a lot more to say as we as we close out the show, but I'll have you start. The floor is yours. I don't even know where to start with this whole thing, man. I mean, fuck. Like, Wardlow literally just won this shit four days ago from a feud that you tried to half-ass build, you know, a couple weeks prior with like you know oh my dad and Samoa Joe cut off my hair and now I'm emotional and so he wins the title at the pay-per-view phase ago to fucking lose it here on Dynamite because of QT fucking Marshall like god make it make fucking sense man yeah it um I I, I don't know I, I, I officially like like you said, there, there, there is, there could be a good feud here between Wardlow and Hobbs, um, and and which it's it's already been started and stopped here a couple times with with the booking of Tony Khan. So at this point, I don't I don't give a damn. Like the even going back to you know Hobbs's win last week with the the golden fucking ring and just all of it. Now he's winning four days after Wardlow wins the title. The title doesn't mean anything. This feud doesn't mean anything. Ultimately, Hobbs and Wardlow's 
character and booking doesn't mean a thing because that's how they've been booked. And that's all I got to say, man. It's it just god damn it. And this is the way you end the show. Um, yeah. QT fucking Marshall. Like uh, good shit, why? man. <laughs> why? Well, I mean, not that I would want to see it at all, but if you're going to do something like that, then she, I don't know. I would have hated it too, but fucking bring, make Samoa Joe hit him in the back, or at least it would have made fucking sense. Like, yeah. Marshall. QT Marshall, who like four years ago, I mean, I basically, I mean, he mostly now is like, I think he does a lot of the training for like the younger people right I, I think that's kind of his primary yeah, role good, in the company as yeah. like a yeah and and yeah awesome I, i'm sure you know guys like that who were never really huge star it's the same in like baseball or sports like the kind of ones that you know are just in the middle somewhere generally become like the best managers and trainers and, and things of that nature so yeah all good but while you're involving him in a storyline between hobbs and wardlow uh, Oh, who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> that's, that's it, man. Oh my god! I mean, guys, I, I, I wanna, I wanna bring up the stat because this is why. This is where I bring up statistics, and this is where I make shit make sense, and where, in regard to the situation, where this is just baffling. Samoa Joe. This was when he won the title back at Full Gear when he became the double champ. He's also the ROH Television Champion or whatever the fuck, right? Held mm -hmm. that title for 47 days. Up next was Darby Allen, 28. Up next, Samoa Joe again, 32 days. So right then and there, guys, neither one of those two have held the title more than not even two months. Hardly mm -hmm. even that. Yep. <laughs> and guys, I'm not done. So 32 days for Samoa Joe. Now it's Wardlow, three days. It does like the uh, three guys, uh, th guys, three days for Wardlow. Yeah. He, he, they not only that, but they take his freaking clothes. They take away his fucking ponytail. They make this guy look like a freaking schmuck from uh, Tony Khan, whether he knows it or not, has done everything underneath the sun to ruin this guy, completely mm -hmm. ruin him. And now here you have Hobbs holding on to this title, 17 title changes over the past two to three years. 17, you said? 17, yes, yeah, 17, guys, 17 yeah. title <laughs> changes. ridiculous. 17! 17! <laughs> Can we cut that at uh, least in half? Just cut it in right. half, and I'll even take that, right? I mean, holy fucking A, bro. In regards to this match, and, I'm, and I'm, I'll, I'll close this off, Guys, I'm not are we shocked? Are are we even shocked that the, the titles are once again changing hands at here? Because I'm not. And like you nope. said, Brian, at this point, I'm beating a dead horse and I don't even it's like I'm frustrated, but at the same time, I couldn't give an ounce to even care anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's just it's a shame. It really is a shame. You call a false count anywhere or a false count anywhere match a what it's supposed to be a last man standing match you have war you have it, it's bad enough too that we've already seen Hobbs and Wardlow go after this fucking title which feels like for months guys 
the, yeah. the first Samoa Joe's title reign when he first won it back in November, they were both involved in the ring. So November, December, January, February, and now here in March, that's five freaking months straight. They've been involved in this freaking title. And, and the whole thing has been entry? shit. It, right. The whole yes. Thing. Thank you, Brian. Yes, it is shit. It is absolute. It is an absolute disgrace. And, and it's, yeah. and, and I feel so bad. For Wardlow, I mean, listen, great for Hobbs, right? Let, let me give him a golf clap. Tremendous for him, right? I, I I hope to God that they just don't take away the title from him next week because I can tell you, I, know, I can right? see that happening. But guys, like if Wardlow, you're gonna put him on it, put it on him like three days after giving it to to Wardlow, like Jesus, at least give this guy a three to four month run, like and see what he can do, like for fuck's yeah. sake, guys. And it's guys, he guys, he beat MJF, who's now your world champion, right? So, right. and, and guys, and how about the, and like, it, it's funny, you know, AEW used to mention rankings, right? Like rankings, like that shit is pretty much out the window at this point, yeah. because now we're just seeing match after match after match against people that don't even just like, shouldn't even be involved with this fucking title or whatever yeah. title you want to mention. So all of the rankings, right? Wins and losses matter. That's out the window now. No, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. Yeah. It's like because Wardlow and it didn't it, and it started with Wardlow, Wardlow and with the whole I think it was the whole situation with uh with Punk and John Moxley I believe right going after the, when John Moxley won back the title with CM Punk mm-hmm. I believe got taken off of um off of TV or maybe it was before that but somewhere in that time frame right and Wardlow he's on he he has all the moment momentum in the world. The fans are behind him. He just, he's pretty much squashed MJF and it did nothing to harm MJF because MJF is that freaking good. And, right. and obviously, you know, now today he's your world champion. He's on top of the freaking wrestling world. But Wardlow, he mentions in a promo that instead of going after the world title, you know, I want to wait until that situation clears. Until then, I'm going to go after the TNT mid card title. The fuck, yeah, and 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are, five to six months later, and he's still chasing after this title. <laughs> still, yeah, it is, guys. I I don't know what to say anymore. I, I don't. Nope, I, I, I wish don't I had the words for you guys and what to say. I I don't. I I really don't. And it's it, it's a it's really is a shame. And it's like and guys, and guys, what and, and what's what's the excuse, right? Oh, like uh. You know, it's a give it time, James. You know, Wardlow will be back, and and and, and they'll they'll put, they'll bring him back in the title scene, and he's going to win the back the TNT title, or he's going to go after the world title. Okay, maybe he will. But guys, how are we going to forget this booking? That's the thing about us, you and me, Brian. We don't forget about this shit. We don't. We don't forget the fact that Wardlow held this title for just three days. We don't forget the fact that his ponytail was cut off that his momentum was freaking demolished. And now we just expect to care whenever the time comes, whenever he wins a whatever title he wins in AEW. <laughs> right. Right. And we expect us to just forget about it. It's like Austin theory, right? Austin theory. Like he's supposed to have this mm-hmm. new freaking reboot of a character, but we still don't forget the fact that this dude cashed in his con his money in the bank contract on a mid car title and fucking lost. But we, but this, yeah. but WWE and other promotions, they want to, they want to think that we're fucking idiots and we want to forget about it. But no, guys, we don't forget. Smart fans don't forget because 
we understand how the business works and we don't forget shit that happens months and months and even years prior, right? Nobody is going to forget how badly Wardlow is booked because now it's that's where Wardlow is now because now Mm -hmm. you're going to have to do not 10 times, like triple times the work to get Wardlow back to where he was. And I don't think that that's even going to help him. And and it's, it's, it's a, it's such a shame. And guys, I don't know what to say anymore. Um, I really don't. It's again, props to Will Hobbs. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him, but guys, Wardlow is booked his booking. Tony Khan has done everything underneath the sun to completely ruin this guy. Yeah. And it's and it's a shame. It, it really is. And guys, I'm going to bring a statistic, and this is how we go off. You know, I always talk about ratings, right? Guys, I mean, you would think of a fallout show. Guys, and this is the fallout to, 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 Re- to Revolution, right? Come off of a big pay-per-view. You would think that people would be invested to see, okay, what what's going to happen next with these individuals? Guys, this pat this Wednesday's dynamite. So last week was eight hundred and uh, eight hundred thirty three thousand, right? That's again, it's it's just it's ridiculous, right? They went. It, it's just like we're four to almost four years close to maybe four and a half years into this into this uh, company, and the inconsistency is is still is yep. still an issue. And now here they are. They gain they gain, but hardly not even ten thousand follow or ten thousand viewership is now that went up to 858,000 uh, this week. So guys, and you would think, right, a fallout show that people would be invested, right, to see what happens. Mm-hmm. But guys, Tony Khan books these shows so poorly that again, even your AEW diehard fans are just they're seeing through the bullshit. It's like what else is there going to be new in these shows that that Tony Khan hasn't done? And and the numbers yeah. are proving you that that even AEW diehard fans are starting to see through the bullshit. And now they couldn't, guys, they couldn't even get to nine hundred thousand, and they're messing around with eight hundred guys. It if they can, it, it won't be it won't be long until they start messing around with rampage numbers, which is around three hundred to four hundred thousand viewers. Guys, I'm not kidding. Like that's probably where it's going to end up if they don't. If Tony Khan. And this fucking company doesn't get their head out of their freaking ass. Yeah, for sure, and it's, yeah. and it's, a, it's really is a shame, you know. And and yeah, and but but we want to talk about wars, this imaginary fucking war that Tony <laughs> Khan thinks he's in when when and it's when it's just a it's it's bullshit. It's 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 ridiculous, and he's just in another world of his own. And yeah. <laughs> this is guys, this is where AEW has has now led us, is that we are just speechless and we don't yep. know what to say anymore. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm guys, glad, I, glad FTR is back, you know, good, yeah, good I mean, uh, vignette by MJF and Danielson. The two, and yeah, the two best things. And even Ruby Soho. I, I liked Ruby Soho. Yeah. It was decent. Yeah, absolutely. FTR. Being but, uh, yeah, uh, and I'll throw Brian Danielson's promo in there. And the and, and, mm-hmm. but guys outside of that. Right. And, and, and what, and even, and even though Ruby Soho's promo was good, like what is that leading to? Like just a, all of these yeah, women right. being involved once again, like I mentioned, that the good and the bad and the ugly this past week. You know what? What else, guys? Like even with uh, um, what what else did we talk about? Like FTR. I mean, okay, FTR. It's good to see FTR, right? 
Um, they're probably going to win those tag titles. And hopefully I don't, tr- but even here's the thing though, Brian, I don't trust Tony Khan to get it right until sure. he starts proving it to me. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> give him the benefit of the doubt. And then the other thing was Brian Danielson's promo. That wasn't even cut during the show. It was cut after yeah. AEW Revolution that lasted 60 seconds. That's it. Right. Everything else, guys, is lackluster, and it's a bunch of just ridiculous, nonsensical bullshit that mm-hmm. nobody cares, nobody's invested, nothing is getting anybody intrigued that's going to lead into next week. And, and the numbers, like I mentioned, guys, proves my point. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys once again for joining us on another episode. This was episode number 29 of Ruthless Talk. This was AW Dynamite March 8th, 2023 in Sacramento, California. So tonight is SmackDown. So, of course, it is Friday. So make sure, you know, everybody tunes into SmackDown because I'm sure it's going to be a big, big show after what happened um this past monday so i'm sure a lot of fallout is going to happen with that and of course we'll review that on sunday along with our top five list of the week and of course you know we have wrestlemania coming up we will be reviewing both night one and night two uh as those with those shows when the time comes and uh yeah guys we just appreciate everybody um just being a part of this community like i mentioned you know numbers in our facebook group and our instagram continue to grow uh, mm-hmm. by the day, you know, slowly, but surely, you know, trust me, it doesn't, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. So, but slowly, you know, this, this platform Absolutely. and this community continues to grow and it's really awesome to see. So, like I said, we mentioned about announcements coming up. We're going to be announcing those, um, uh, during WrestleMania weekend, during the WrestleMania shows. And of course the raw and SmackDown after mania and where this show, where this platform is heading along with some other announcements. Uh, but, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, when the time comes so but yeah thank you everybody for tuning into this episode and that is going to do it my name is james porcelli i'm brian thomas we're signing off saying salute peace out and take care everybody